It's time, it's time to gather around your devices and listen to the 700 Tapes podcast. Calling all freaks, calling all weirdos, calling all astro zombies and insectoids, calling all robot lizard overlords. The 700 Tapes podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The 700 Tapes podcast does not own the rights to any of the clips it will be using on this program. The 700 Tapes podcast will include adult language and adult humor. So if you're easily offended, stop listening now. Man lives in a world of Blu-ray, video on demand, and direct streaming. But there is another world. A world just as entertaining, but not as brightly lit. The world of VHS. This is the 700 Tapes Podcast. Good evening, I'm Vincent Price. I'm going to be your host for this evening. The Halloween season has always been a particular favorite of mine because, well, because terror is so exhilarating. Did you know that Halloween is one of the oldest holidays? More than 2,000 years ago, Celtic priests held ceremonies to honor Samhain, the Prince of Darkness and Lord of the Dead. They believed he released the souls of the dead to return to Earth on the night of October 31st. Later, people celebrated All Saints Day on November 1st, and October 31st became known as All Hollow Even, and today, Halloween. It was said that music would drive evil spirits and demons away. Tonight, we may learn how effective music can be in combating evil forces. The air resounds with tuneful notes from myriads of straining throats, all hailing Folly Queen. So join the swelling chorus throng, forget your sorrow and your wrong in one glad hour of joyous song to honor Halloween. Halloween. Then the terror continued with Halloween 2. Now, Halloween 3. The night no one comes home. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Happy Halloween. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Check newspapers. It's almost time. Time for Halloween Fright. A Halloween night where no one comes home. For the first time on TV, Halloween 3. Happy Halloween. Season of a Witch. A debut network special presentation coming up next.
What's up, freaks and weirdos? Here we are again. Welcome to the 700 Tapes Podcast. I am your host, Jasperino. I am joined, as always, by the man who puts the laughter back in slaughter and the fun back in funeral. The man, the myth, the legend, the man of snatchio candy if you ain't watching on Halloween night. Oh, yeah, bitch. The one and only... Mr. Roman Alvarado. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How you doing, sir? I can't complain in the slightest bit. Hell yeah. This is episode number three of our big five-episode Halloween spooktacular for the month of October. We hope you guys are hanging with us. We started out on a strong note with Bram Stoker's Dracula. Damn right. Which reminded me the other day, I hadn't realized this. This is, I think, episode 21. Is it? This is episode 21. We have done, in those 21 episodes, Uh, three movies now with Keanu Reeves in it. (laughs) We did Speed. We did Bill and uh, Ted. Bill and Ted. And and we did Dracula. Not purposeful. No. Just seemed to happen that way. Yeah. Big shout out to Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Excellent. (laughs) He is the man that is impotent with fear. All right. Um... Our second episode, our big super podcast, our super cast, if you will, <laughs> which we broke into two parts because, goddamn, man, you and I can talk. Man, can we? Man. ran that thing six hours. Six hours. Every time we think we can't top ourselves, we end up topping ourselves. We did that Warriors episode that was damn near four hours. We're like, woo, we really did it this time, man. Right. Had to follow that up. And we knew once we started talking about spooky shit that happened to us and different stories and things like that, it was going to go a little bit long. But we appreciate you guys for liking to hear us banter back and forth and bullshit. Right. We hope, I really hope, if that Exorcist episode scared the shit out of you, we want to hear about it. Hell yes. Drop us a note, 700tapes at gmail.com. Find us everywhere on the interwebs, including Facebook at 700tapes podcast you can find our facebook group there also find us on the ig tip instagram at 700 tapes follow us on twitter jasperino at 700 tapes drop us some dms if you want um we are on everywhere you like to listen to your favorite podcast check our instagram profile there's a link on there that will show you everywhere you can check us out including but not limited to iTunes, because we're kind of a big deal, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, CastBox, and more. Damn. Coming soon to a couple other things that I've been working on, including uh, oh, Amazon Music and Google Music also we will be Damn. on. So we're getting out there. Hell yes. We're spreading the good word of VHS. We are an all VHS review podcast. You will not find Blu-ray here, nor video on demand, DVD, uh, what, Netflix, Hoodoo, Voodoo, Yoodoo, Hulu, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are all VHS all the time. All the movies we review were watched on the VCR right in front of me, right under my computer monitor with its tracking problems. Be kind, rewind, and all the good shit that comes with watching a VHS tape. Today, we are covering 1982's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, The Night No One Came Home. It's almost time. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, it's horrible. Good luck getting that shit out of your head. 
Even in the movie, they were getting sick of hearing it. The guy's like, what's up with this commercial? You're like, fuck, it's on again. It's on again. I'm trying to get laid. This commercial, come on. Anyway. Um, yeah, I did not like this movie for a lot of years. I did, I was telling Roman as we were wa- we watched it together. Mm-hmm. I was telling him, as you and I are watching this together, this is the fourth time I have seen this movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've not seen this movie very much. Okay, I, I can't say that. That's a lie. Fifth time, because I watched it once when I was a kid. Okay. It came, in fact, that probably, that TV review we had in the intro, mm-hmm. for first time on TV, Halloween 3. I probably wa- I probably heard that, and I watched it when it came on, because I was like, ooh, Halloween, that's cool. Because I had already seen Halloween and Halloween 2 on TV. Right. Because um, this one, I was really small. I didn't get I didn't get to go see horror movies at the movies yet. I was too young, but I watched them on TV as much as I could. But yeah, Halloween 3, I was not impressed with it. I thought it was boring as hell. I was probably eight years old when I saw it, nine years old. So I was like, oh, this is boring. Where's Michael Myers? Right. You know, where's all the babysitters at? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, this movie bored the living shit out of me when I was a kid, so I never watched it again. The first time I cracked this movie up again was in 2016 or 17 when I was doing the House of Freaks podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was actually our Halloween episode that year. I decided to rewatch Halloween 3 and do a review of it. So this is actually the second time I'm going to be reviewing this movie. Um, and then I watched it. So that was the second time I watched it. Third time was I, I watched it last year. Gosh. Because Ro and I were making our way through the Halloween movies. And you got to watch that one because it's in the series. Right. So um, we watched it last year. And then I watched it again when I made the notes. And then I watched it again with you. Gotcha. So, I've not. This is not one of those movies that we do where I'm like, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I know it by heart. Oh no, not familiar as much with this one. In fact, I caught onto a couple things as we were watching it that I'll cover here shortly. Um, what have you been up to this week? Just working. Yep. Just working. Um, I can't. Dang. I about to say I, it, it's the mundane, right? You know, and yourself. Uh, I watched a couple movies uh, over the last couple days. I watched. Uh, what was the? I still can't remember the name of it. the The latest Terminator movie with Linda Hamilton, and I was asking Genesis. Earlier, no, no, it's uh, a Dark Fate, Fate or yeah. No Fate, or I think it's Dark Fate. Something like that. I don't know. I've lost track, and I, we've said this on the podcast before. Watch Terminator and Terminator Two: Judgment Day, and you're done. That's all you need to see. That's it. Just just call it. Just call it good. Um, I don't even know why. Uh, I often say I have more fun flipping through the streaming channels at the movies that are on there than I do actually watching movies because I'll sit there for an hour and a half just flipping through everything, <laughs> saving stuff to my watch list, watching trailers. That's actually almost more fun to me than actually watching the movies. But we were sitting there today. I was looking for something to watch. Ro had fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Term- oh, the Terminator movie's up here. Ah, eh, what the hell? I watched it. Just for shits and giggles. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I probably won't buy it. It was all right. It had some Damn, really good- that says something, you know. Right, seven dollar holla. You oh, gotta buy it. Four ninety nine. I wouldn't even do the four ninety nine <laughs> deal. I don't know. I think I don't know. Um, it was. I don't know. It it had uh, some really cool effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Terminator looked really fucking cool. Right. The fact that he could like leave his endoskeleton behind and it would do stuff while he was doing stuff. Oh, that was kind of cool. But I don't know. I wasn't as impressed with it and. You can get so convoluted in the storyline. The storyline is so for the up. yeah, just for the sake of making more. It is so. And how many times up. can you bring Arnold back? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it is. And they so never explained why he was old. So gunked up. Like they should have had a line in there or something like, "What happened to you? 
oh, my organism skin is made to age or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I so <laughs> I don't know. Um, I also watched a cool movie called, this was the good one, 0.0 megahertz. It's a Shutter original. It's uh, I think it's Korean. Mm-hmm. Fucking good movie. Oh, um, my friend was telling me about the Shutter. Uh, is it an app or is it like a channel or something? It's like an that? A, it's a channel. It's a streaming channel. There we go. Like she was Voodoo saying, or Hulu or whatever. She was saying she watches something. It's with all the, horror movies. Yeah, with the vampire and a witch. They fell in love. I guess it's like a series or something. Oh, I haven't seen that. But they do have. Yeah, they have original movies, original series. Plus, uh, they have a lot of horror movies and stuff on there. Mm. I have um, Shutter linked to my Amazon account, my Amazon Prime video. Oh. I actually enjoy more than Shutter because, believe it or not, it's got a wider variety of horror movies on it. Mm-hmm. I found a treasure trove of old 70s horror on there, and I've been kind of making my way through that. Um, I watched one today also called Dominique, which was a cool movie about a lady that supposedly died but was coming back from the grave to drive her husband nuts. And it was from 1977. It was actually kind of cool. So I liked it. Um, it was not bad. Um, Rest Easy. Those of you that have been hanging with us through these long episodes, uh, this is a short movie. I don't think we're going to... Yeah. We're probably going to have a regular-sized episode here to give you guys a break before we go into our <laughs> next thing. Because um, a lot of times we start watching these movies and we kind of deep dive into them. Well, there's a deeper meaning here. And there's a philosophical thing, a statement being made. That's not true with this movie. What like, you see is what you get. <laughs> it, like if you if you cut you know all the music out of this and put the Pink Panther theme, look, that is the whole movie. <laughs> if you cut out the scenes of Tom Atkins running and hiding, this movie would be forty five minutes long. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because this man, he is the epitome of the Pink Panther. Right. You know he's getting laid and yeah. James Bondish kind <laughs> yeah. of shit. It's the mustache. Uh, look. Chicks dig the porn stash. For sure. <laughs> oh, we are ready to go. We've had some dinner. We've had some fry bread. Damn we got right. drinks. Damn right. We got cookies. My Damn daughter right. made some cookies. I got a plate of cookies up here, so you hear me munching a little bit later. Just bear with me. I feel like Santa Claus up here. Right. Mm-hmm. Ghetto Santa Claus. Oh, Ma- making a, a big sandwich. Ass sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let you guys in right now on what we're doing next week on the 700 Taste Podcast. Say what? I'm going to give you a little preview. Only because. What? I'll tell you why in a second. Okay, because because I'm, I'm shocked. Next week, we're doing something. It's a new thing that we're putting together called 700 Tapes Double Tap. Double Tap. Where we are going to review two movies instead of one. Uno, two movies dos. that kind of go together. Kind of like we did a Ghost Ship and Event Horizon. But we did those in two different episodes. These are shorter movies. Next week, we are going to be covering... Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein together, Damn. and we're calling it a double shot, a double tap, double tap. like Zombie Land. Mm-hmm. So the reason I tell you that is because when I play the preview, you're gonna know it's Frankenstein because it actually says the Bride of Frankenstein trailer is only music, Damn. so it's gonna be a little confusing. That's why I'm letting you know ahead of time what it is, but you don't know all of it yet because the formatting of the entire podcast is gonna be different. So we're throwing it out there. We're mixing up a little bit for Halloween. We're excited. We got some cool stuff. I got a cool thing uh, lined up for this episode. Hopefully for the next episode, we'll have some cool Halloween stuff going on. I've got all of my decorations up in my yard. I got my lights on. 
Roman almost shot my full-size zombie that's standing by the front door because it <laughs> fucked him up. <laughs> True story. He wasn't. Uh, were you looking at your phone or look? What? I look. So the 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 porch light wasn't on, yeah. <laughs> and I I had to have been like looking at my phone or something because. That bitch popped up out of nowhere. That's funny. <laughs> and her hand is like out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's almost inviting you in. So I've had that. It's a full size zombie. It's not animatronic or anything, but it's a it's the size of a person. It's a it's a woman zombie with a big hole in her gut. Oh man. I've had that thing for probably about five years now. Damn. When I first got it, I was pranking everybody. I was setting her up in closets where she was leaning against the door. So when you open the closet door, she fell forward. Oh. I got all my kids with that. I was putting her in the bathroom in the middle oh, of the night waiting for people man. to walk. Dude, people were so pissed at me. I was pranking everybody with that thing. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. So since you're <laughs> since you're a Trekkie fan, <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna like this. Okay. So um, I remember me and my brother. We were you know fucking around in uh, this like abandoned apartments that were in our apartment complex, right? Uh-huh. So we ended up getting through. Uh, getting into this uh this apartment comp this this uh, abandoned apartment right and we go upstairs and in like the moonlight of the <laughs> of the the i think the master bedroom there's a cutout and when you first walk in it's like holy shit oh my god it's fucking captain picard <laughs> nice <laughs> but at first like it startled the shit out of you because That's... it looks like someone Why is it in there i don't know I have no idea, but it looked like somebody was like looking out at oh my god, <laughs> like the moon. The apartment was abandoned. Yeah, I so that shit with me, man. So we're we're walking. It was all beat up and shit like uh, that. But you I were remember, not authorized to be here. <laughs> I remember it was Captain Picard. That's so. awesome. <laughs> I had a Commander Riker standee when I was nice, a teenager. My nice. brother got it for me for my birthday. And just over moves and stuff, those things just get oh, torn yeah, the they fuck get up. Fucked up for sure. He got he got left by the air conditioner too long. He started kind of bowing forward mm-hmm. a little bit. He looked kind of funny. So I like those though. Um, actually, if you're a WWE fan, I had a, in my old office at one of the print shops I used to work at. I had a Dean Ambrose standee in there. Nice. That was cool. If you know who that is, he was a member of the Shield at the time. So nice. he had all his Shield stuff on. If you guys don't know wrestling, you know what I'm talking about. So I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I have something special for you, Roman. Oh, oh, shit. As you know, I'm a huge fan of Halloween. Uh-huh. Halloweeny. And I am a huge fan of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, And I think shit. we did a little bit of talking here and there about The Great Pumpkin. And um, I've got a couple of bumps for it here and there. I don't think I've used any of them yet. But I got some for some of the stuff that we got coming up. But what I did was I started thinking, mm-hmm. what if there was a uh, sequel it's the great pumpkin charlie brown right. and what could that sequel be called all right so i got some mood music you guys know this oh, shit. i own mood music for this section so this is my top 10 list of possible names for the sequel to it's the great pumpkin charlie brown you ready i'm ready all right here we'll start with number 10 all right Work my way on all the way up to number one. Okay. I kind of feel like David Letterman. All right. Do you you have any honorable mentions? Um, I think you have a couple. I think you brought a couple up when I was telling you about this. Gotcha. If you if you forgot them, think about them. All right, I'm thinking. I asked you for some honorable mentions, or if I come up with any off the cuff, I'll let you know. Number ten possible sequel names to the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's the Great Pumpkin, and he doesn't look too happy, Charlie Brown. Wah, wah, wah. Number nine, 
Lucy's a stupid bitch if she thinks I'm going to try to kick that football, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Every time she gets him on that Man. shit. Linus's mom is dressed up as the slutty great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> now, you know about this, right? Like... Every Halloween, the, the really little, like, three- and four-year-old kids, their, their young moms take them out trick-or-treating, mm -hmm. and they're always wearing the slutty Halloween costumes. You're like, oh. The young moms. Mm -hmm. I always look forward to that every year. You're like, oh. Oh, you little Red Riding Hood, huh? <laughs> there's some hoes in this right? house. There's some hoes. <laughs> and later on, those kids are going to be looking at those pictures going, Mom, you really took me out like that? Oh, man. <laughs> You're like, how you think you got here? <laughs> I'm like, uh, here's some candy for you. There's some extra for your mom. Mm. All right, number seven. Oh, snap. I ate too much candy corn and shit my pants, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. Number six. The pumpkin patch smells like weed, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I think that's when the Peanuts gang gets a little older. <laughs> Maybe when they're teenagers. What you doing, Linus? You know... <sighs> waiting on this great pumpkin just like you do every year <laughs> hanging out you got any, you got any candy <laughs> some munchies got something to drink I'm on cotton mouth cotton mouth like a motherfucker number five Marcy and Peppermint Patty are wasted and Peppermint Patty just ate Marcy's pumpkin pie Charlie Brown <laughs> mm. and we all knew mm. number four we're kicking Halloween right in the peanuts, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Holy fuck, that's not the great pumpkin. It's Pumpkinhead, Charlie Brown. Right. For sure. I, I got that one from you, I think. Yeah. Were you tell me about that, the Pumpkinhead robot chicken? Yeah. That's where I got that idea. So thank you. <laughs> Number two. I can't believe the government is making us wear masks on Halloween, Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's a timely one. That's funny. And number one, number one name for a possible sequel to It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I'm not wearing anything under this sheet, Charlie Brown. <laughs> uh, Did you have any honorable mentions? The honorable any, mention to add? Uh, that I can think of just right off the cuff is um, The Great Blumpkin. Oh my God! Charlie we Brown. talked about that. <laughs> if you don't know what a blumpkin is, Google it. Google it. Google yeah. video. <laughs> Google video it. Just, just look, yeah, look it up. That's all I got. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm look. I'm not even gonna lie. Every time I watch, you know, it's the Great Pumpkin. Every or the it's not even that the fucking Thanksgiving one. Oh, okay. I might like, just let him kick the fucking football. Right? Just let him kick the football, damn it. Just let him kick it. And then she's always got some stupid... It's always funny how our traditions just seem to go away. It's like, fuck you. Did you ever see that family guy where Charlie Brown went to kick the football and she was going to pull it away and Peter Griffin just came out and wrote and like roundhouse kicked her and he's like, roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Mijo. <laughs> Mijo. The funny thing is I almost watched Roadhouse the other day. Sam Elliott. I almost watched it. I was like, damn, should I watch this? didn't right but i don't think i have that on vhs but i need to get it definitely your little uh, sways in your life right you know? i love this, i love this jazzy charlie brown music mm. it's so cool it's just kind of you know kick back mass hit one up in the pumpkin patch <laughs> run from pumpkin head 
We hope you guys enjoyed that list. I actually put that together one day. I was sitting around, kind of came. I actually woke up with that candy corn one in my head. Yeah, that's funny. And I'm shit. like, I got to do something with this. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys thought it was funny. But the Great Pumpkin, man, that was my shit when I was a kid. That was. We talk about when we do our um, Halloween episode on our, on Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about some stuff like. Halloween memories and what we consider to be Halloween and stuff that always represented Halloween to us. It was always to me when I was little, it was always it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I look forward to it every year. I still watch it every year with whatever kids will watch it with me. When, <laughs> when all my kids were little though, we'd all watch it, but as they got older, they were adults now and I gotta beg people to watch it. Sure, I'll watch it by myself. I don't care. That's how I feel with, um, what is it, the. Uh, fuck Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh, I love Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Like that is it's the my one. toes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one for sure. Silver and gold, silver and gold. No, we're not doing Christmas. <laughs> I refuse. We're not talking about anything Christmas yet because it's not Halloween. It's, right. it's, it's Halloween time right now. We're gonna enjoy it to the extent of the Halloweenish mm-hmm. that we can. But yeah, that was always man. There was always a magic... People talk about that magical Christmas feeling. Mm -hmm. I always had a magical Halloween feeling. Gotcha. Like, I was convinced when I was a kid that somewhere there was a witch flying through the sky or a ghost floating around somewhere or a vampire or a werewolf out or something creepy happening like I saw in the movies or on TV. Somewhere during Halloween that was happening, whether I saw it or not. You know what I mean? And um, I posted the kind of a preview for this on Instagram if you go check it out it's about our Halloween episodes but it's two kids standing there in those old like plastic Halloween costumes <laughs> one's Batman and one's Luke Skywalker nice but that Batman suit I had that exact Batman costume when I was like four years old nice so when I saw that I was like oh I gotta use this because I actually had that costume and I wore it out even after Halloween I'd run around playing like I was Batman because I had a cape and everything I was like Batman no 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 Batman oh man <laughs> it was just a great time um my parents would always I didn't really run the neighborhood my dad would actually drive me around to everybody's house that he knew mm-hmm. like all his friends houses so I'd be all over town nice we'd go to all his friends houses we'd go to the pastor's house we'd nice. go to, you know everywhere so we had like 10 or 12 probably stops that we'd make and he'd drive and I got to look out and see other trick-or-treaters in the neighborhoods and stuff and it was really 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 a cool time for me it was always my favorite time of year like I said I was always convinced there was something spooky happening I just wasn't seeing it or I wasn't there but mm. somewhere I had that feeling in my bones that it was something special and as we'll talk about later it was um, became a very big part of my religion we're going to talk about Samhain because they talk about that in the in the movie uh-huh. unfortunately and poor, um, what's his name said something about it too Vincent uh, Price yes I was about to say poor Vincent Price he pronounced it wrong everybody calls it Samhain because that's how it's spelled but the traditional pronunciation of it is Samhain and to pagans and to, I think, Wiccans alike, mm-hmm. we have a revolving of the wheel. Gotcha. That's the wheel of the year. Mm-hmm. And October is our new year. Halloween, Samhain, is our new year. Nice. November starts our, our yearly cycle. Nice. Um, and there's a whole mytho behind it about the god and goddess. And the Samhain is a celebration of the goddess uh, being in her crone stage. Because the goddess has three stages, the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Well, this is the time that she's in her crone stage and she's dying. That's why the plants start to die and everything gets cold. And um, the sun god has 
died and gone away and now you know night gets longer and cold comes and that lasts through spring mm. and in the spring that's when the the goddess is in her maiden stage and she's getting impregnated with the god and then when summer comes that's her giving birth to the god and because the god is the sun the mm. goddess is the moon in summer she gives birth to the god and she goes into the mother stage and he is at his height of power so that's why it's hot gotcha so this is the time of year when it's getting colder the sun god is dying away the the goddess is in her crone stage where she's the old woman mm -hmm. she's getting weaker that's why everything gets cold and it's the beginning of our new year everything starts anew so that's just a little bit of background on that they talk about that a little bit in this movie because mm -hmm. it's about the Celtic Celtic celebration of Samhain and they believed on October 31st on Halloween on Samhain was the time when the veil between the living and the dead was the thinnest and the dead were able to cross over mm -hmm. that's where we get Dia de los Muertos right. in the Mexican which is my other mm -hmm. culture other, my other, other culture. half that's mm -hmm. my Mexican half um, on November 1st, that's when they honored their dead because the veil was thin. The dead could come over if you watched Coco. Mm -hmm. The dead could come over the bridge. And he even, it's cool, he even says in the movie, and sit by the fires with us, the bonfires. There would be bonfires and celebration. The harvest time was over. Really was it was what it was was an end to harvest. Mm -hmm. The harvest time was over. We packed away all our food for the winter, and now we're celebrating uh, the harvest. And we would invite the dead sometimes to come sit with us. And we would leave out offerings. And sometimes we would wear masks so the evil spirits couldn't recognize you. Mm. And you would offer treats. And that's where the trick-or-treat things come from. Gotcha. You would offer them treats or they would trick you and do something horrible to you for not having something for them. It all comes full circle. You know, it all, mm. it's all interconnected. And... Um, it's just a really beautiful thing. Uh, we do a ritual on the night before Halloween, mostly um, for Samhain, mm -hmm. where we honor those that have passed. And we do a feast. We do a banquet with like breads and cheeses and vegetables. Because and, it's a harvest celebration also. Mm -hmm. We usually have some kind of mead or some kind of, you know, we're going to do something, you and I. I'm going to get some pumpkin porter. We're going to crack some of that open Damn for the right. Halloween episode. I'm going to try and get us some Eaty Eats in here. We're gonna nice. like, you're going to have a Halloween party with Jasperino and the Legacy. Damn right. And the 700 Taste Podcast. We hope you guys are ready for it. Woo. But before any of that, we are talking about Halloween 3, mm -hmm. Season of the Witch. So this is a movie I gave another chance to that I had not watched for years. It's not a bad movie. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a bad movie. <laughs> but right now I want to do something for you guys we call... The Telltale Tape. <laughs> yes. In which I read the back of the VHS tape to you for Halloween 3. Gather around your TV set, put on your mask, and watch... Halloween is drawing near, and all across America, children are getting ready for what could be their last Halloween. When a crazed man wanders into Dr. Dan Chalice's hospital clutching a Halloween mask and raving about people trying to kill him, Dan assumes the guy is nuts. 
but then the man is gruesomely murdered and turned into a mysterious ash with the man's daughter Ellie, Dan decides to investigate the man's last days. The trail takes them to the spooky remote town of Santa Mira, home of Silver Shamrock Novelties Factory. But Silver Shamrock is anything but child's play. It is the home base of an ancient Celtic coven, headed by a warlock with a diabolical plan to murder 50 million children on the Devil's Night. So put on your mask and get ready for a few hours of pure terror. Halloween is here again. They got one thing wrong on that. What did they get wrong? Well, when the guy died, he didn't turn into ash. The guy that killed him turned into ash when he blew himself up in the car. Right. He didn't actually turn to ash. Makes me wonder if this dude even watched the movie. Do you even watch the movie, bro? Just kidding. Like, Dan, do you, did you even movie, bro? Right. Did you even movie? A few hours of terror. It's 91 minutes long. Hey, a few hours. It's like an hour and some change. <laughs> and they put, he thinks the guy's nuts. <laughs> He's knucking futs. <laughs> it's fucking funny. That is knuck and futs. It is knuck and I love this uh, organ music. Yeah, because he's killing it. I know. Killing it. So anyway. <laughs> it's been quite the day. Like, uh, I watched a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Just kind of puddled around a little bit. Fell asleep. Funny thing is I act like, now that I really think about it earlier... I kind of watched uh, The Seed of Chucky. Oh, did you? That's a weird movie. Yes. Movie it's a weird-ass movie. Like. Weird. And then their kid's like a transvestite. Yeah, like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Red Man's in it. Yeah, he is. He, <laughs> he thought he was going to fuck Jennifer Tilly. Right. That didn't work out for him. Nope. Yeah, man. Jennifer Tilly. It's my girl. Man. Dude. She's a good in the Chucky movie. She's in Bride of Chucky, too. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I like Bride of Chucky. I got Bride of Chucky, I think. I think it's right there. The funny thing is I've never been a Chucky fan at all. Really? I thought it was always a stupid-ass concept. I, look, I always thought it was a stupid-ass concept. I'm like, so this little plastic doll is fucking everybody up, huh? Right. He's like two well, feet tall. The thing was, nobody was ever expecting it. Like, like, look, they weren't expecting the doll to come out and stab him. You know? Look, and as soon as that motherfucker stabbed me, it's on. Like I know you didn't stab me with that scalpel. Look, I'm look, I'm fucking that doll up. I promise you. Right. Look, I'm I'm tearing limbs off, burning them up. Like it'd have been a you know a sad sad day in hell. <laughs> I'm over here trying to eat a cookie for good old uh, Chucky. For Chucky, I'm eating this for you, Chucky. Yes. Jennifer, never mind, man. Mm, said mm, you're trying to eat Jennifer Tilly's cookies. I'm in trouble. No, but, um, yeah, with you saying that earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, I did actually kind of watch it a little bit. It just was not hit. Did you seek it out, or was it just on? It was on. Oh, okay. That's when I was like, eh, mm, eh. I did watch, I did, uh, now that I think about it, I did finish watching the Castlevania series. Oh, did you like it? I did. Badass, huh? Definitely. Animation's amazing. Definitely. Good shit. Um, I like the you know the storyline and all that jazz, and um, yeah, it shows that you know that vampires are definitely um, they go both ways. Whoa! Alrighty <laughs> then. Yes. I, and look, my brother posted something about you know interview the vampire. Uh huh. He didn't know that Lestat and 
what's the name word? Louis. Word together. You know. They were and they weren't. Yeah, like, you it, know what like I mean? it was he was like, I just thought they were best friends. I didn't know they were They like, were like they kind of a they were they were but they weren't. Right. It was one of those unspoken kinda mm-hmm. tension and Rice was really into that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, um Yeah, it never comes right out and says like that shit was going on, but you kinda get the feelings there was more going on there. Mm-hmm. But then Louie, if you read the book, Louie always felt like he was kinda Lestat's prisoner. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? That's why he had to get. He did what he did to try to get away and shit like that. That's a good ass movie. That might be one of our Halloween movies next year. This is long as fuck, and it's a. It's sl- not that long, really. It's a, it's a slow burn. Uh, Maybe a little bit Damn. of a slow burn, but I I enjoy it. I I'm enjoy actually gonna watch it, it. You know, probably this week, just because. Yeah, I enjoy. Rose, funny Rose downstairs watching it right now. Oh, she's watching it now. Yeah. I heard her saying something. At, you know, flipping through movies, but she I was trying know. to find something to watch while we were doing this. Gotcha. And she watched. Oh, she watched Bram Stoker's Dracula today. She mm-hmm. watched it twice. Damn. Because uh, the first time she watched it, because she was down. We have a TV in our garage. Mm-hmm. She had the garage door open, and she had a hard time seeing it. Gotcha. And I was like, "Dude, you need to be in darkness to see this movie because you're missing everything." Badass movie. And then she watched it. We watched it again uh, with the door closed. And because it's nice enough out there that you can hang out there now. Right. Uh, she watched it again with the door closed. And she was like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. I'm like, yeah, right? I said, now mm-hmm. you got to listen to the podcast. Right. You'll have a whole different perception of it by mm-hmm. watching, you know, when you listen. And we hope you guys find that, too. So I, I definitely want to ask you a question. Um, I was I was watching. I, I think I looked up something and a movie popped up. And I was like, I'm going to ask Jasper this <clears> on, <throat> you know, the podcast. Near Dark. Oh, I love Near Dark. Gotcha. It's right there. Second shelf, oh, yeah. second one. Blue one. Okay. Fucking so yeah. Uh, that's what's his name from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked and was like, hmm, I'm gonna ask. There's two people from Aliens in that movie. So I just saw it. Um, <clears throat> I can't think of his name. Lance Hendrickson's in it. Gotcha. Bishop. Mm-hmm. And um, oh shit. Game over, man. Game yeah, over. Yeah, that's who. That's who I, I, yeah, I noticed both him. In it. So, that's that's who I noticed for sure. So because isn't he like the main like vampire or worm? <laughs> no, he's kind of like the out of control guy. Gotcha. Uh, Lance Henderson is kind of the leader. I actually have a picture of Lance Henderson from that movie signed by Lance Henderson. Nice, really cool. Near Dark is an absolutely amazing vampire movie. There's a couple of things in it that you got to call bullshit on, but you mm. got to be in the spirit of the movie to take it. You know what I mean? I don't want to tell you too much because you've never seen it. Like how they're driving around in the daytime. No, with... that's cool. I think that's cool. Okay. They do that on Buffy the Vampire Slayer too. Where with Spike's the... got the uh, windows like spray painted black, and there's like a little slit so he can see out, and he's got a blanket over him. I think that's kind of cool. No, there's a whole thing with like a blood transfusion and shit like that that's a little out there and a little hard to believe, but gotcha. you got to take it for what it is. Near Dark's a classic. It's an so, absolute cult classic. I, I, bet I was reading it, and it said that it was a fucking bomb. Yeah, but it's amazing. But it's a cult classic. Dude, the movie's amazing. I fucking love that movie so much. And it's such, you know, I think we're, what we're doing right now is I think we're building our Halloween watch list for next year. Because gotcha. <laughs> it, it seemed like it's a splice between fucking, you know, the Warriors and... Even though it's a Western-y movie, the yes, aesthetics it of it, is. it looks like it's like Warriors-esque and fucking... Um, 
uh, Lost Boys? Yes. Because you, it's very 80s. You literally could have called this movie The Cowboy and the Vampire. Gotcha. Like, literally. It's such a great movie. I love it so much. I don't know that I'm going to be able to wait till next Halloween. We, we're probably going to cover that before then. Gotcha. I would say. Because I got so many things running around in my head that I want to do next year. And, and Halloween's not even really here yet. And I'm already <laughs> planning for next Halloween because I love it so much. But while we're planning for that, let's check out the trailer for Halloween 3. I do enjoy an evening with a little light entertainment. But when your video heads get dirty, you lose your picture. Not a pretty sight. Happily, this new Polaroid video cassette will help. It actually cleans your heads as it plays, so dirty heads needn't haunt you. New Polaroid video cassettes. Get the picture? There's a vacancy at the Bates Motel. Mackenzie, and it could be you. Look for this display on the Bud Light Psycho Sweepstakes to win a Bud Light party with Spud McKenzie at the Psycho Mansion. You could even get a mug like Spud's at participating retailers. Wow! Pet Spud's is so cool, it's scary. So, you want to know the story of Splatterhouse, the new horror video game for TurboGrafx-16? They say he stalks the old haunted mansion. He's looking for his girlfriend. They say his only weapon against the maggot-eating ghouls who took her is a two-by-four. And you say you want to play this game? Splatterhouse. Only for the TurboGrafx-16 system from NEC. Great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. You happen to know anything about this Cochran? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding! Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cockers? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. <laughs> I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! 
Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the night no one comes home. I love that. Stop it! <laughs> so, the thing with Halloween 3 is a lot of people, it wasn't received very well because Michael Myers isn't in it. Mm. And after Halloween and Halloween 2, the franchise had pretty much become set as, oh, Michael Myers running around killing people, doing crazy, wacky shit. That's what Halloween is. That was not John Carpenter's original vision of Halloween. Mm -hmm. The Halloween franchise was supposed to be every year he was going to release another Halloween movie with a different Halloween story, not necessarily Michael Myers based. But what happened was when they filmed the first Halloween, they had so much extra footage and it was so long they had enough to really almost make another movie. Mm -hmm. So they kind of had to cut it in half. So it wasn't really supposed to end where it ended. Uh, they ended it there, and then they made Halloween 2, which they shot some extra footage and stuff for, mm-hmm. brought some people back, did some extra stuff to make the, ec- the extra footage they had make sense, mm-hmm. spliced it all together, and made Halloween 2. Both movies were an incredible hit at the theaters, so they were like, okay, we got a franchise here. John Carpenter was trying to move on with his original plan of Halloween 3, being just a different Halloween movie, but kind of connected because everybody's watching Halloween on TV. Right. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis does the voice of like an operator and like the announcer in the town calling the curfew. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, one of the robot henchman guys was the guy that played Michael Myers. They were all going to be kind of connected a little bit here and there, like a nod to the other movies. Right. That's what he wanted. But ever when this bombed at the box office, everybody was pissed because. There was no Michael Myers. Right. So they decided, oh, I guess Halloween has become Michael Myers' franchise. So then they did Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, which I just watched a couple nights ago with Daniel Harris playing his niece. And uh, it's all right. Um, Halloween (laughs) 2 will forever be my favorite of the series. Gotcha. And I think it's probably because it's the first one I ever watched when I was a kid. So I got that nostalgia love there for it. Mm. Um. So, Halloween 3 was released on October 22nd, 1982. So, they were totally going for that Halloween vibe. Halloween money. Halloween. They got the Halloween money. Mm-hmm. It stars Tom motherfucking Atkins as Daniel Chalice. Dr. Daniel Chalice to you. Porn stash. You more porn stash. You may, you may remember uh, him from other classic horror movies as The Fog, Night of the Creeps, and My Bloody Valentine. So kind of a big horror name there, Tom Atkins. Nice guy. I've met him. He's really cool. Nice. Uh, Stacy Nelkin is Ellie. Goddamn, am I horny Grimbridge? <laughs> God dang. Every, okay, I swear to you, every woman in this movie had either been with Daniel Chalice or wanted to be with Daniel Chalice. Holy crap. There was, man. They wanted Daniel's phallus. I'm telling you, it was that mustache. You hear me? They what? wanted his phallus. Oh, my. Daniel's phallus. The phallus of chalice. <laughs> Man. If they didn't already get it. Right? Especially that dude's wife. Oh, yeah. She was uh, looking at him. Mrs. Like, Cooper. She was like, hey, buddy. How you doing? Hey, doctor. How you doing? Uh, it stars Dan O'Hellery as Connell Cochran. You don't get much more of an Irish name than Connell Cochran. Mm-hmm. He probably had a daughter named... Uh, uh, what is it? Um, 
Ah, oh, crap. Boo. I fucked my own joke. Boo. Up. Colleen. He probably had a daughter named Colleen because that's Irish for girl. Not Colin. Not Colin. Colleen, Colleen. Cochran. Cochran um, in your colon. I got some Cochran in my colon. <laughs> so, um, this movie cost $2.5 million to make. Opening weekend, it made six million dollars. Damn! Worldwide gross was fourteen million four hundred. Not a phenomenal success. Shit. Fourteen million off two point five. Nah, that's all right. It wasn't anywhere what they thought it was going to be. It damn sure wasn't uh, ha- the first Halloween, which was like three hundred fifty thousand dollar budget, and made like forty million or something like sixty million, something crazy like that. Well, damn. I did laugh. There was because there's re- people put user reviews mm-hmm. on here. The first review that comes up, I'm going to read it because it's so funny. Wow, what a bad movie! Not taking into account the absence of Michael Myers, which was a dumb move. This movie had nothing in it that made a re- made it remotely a remotely good movie. Bad, horrible, terrible, idiotic, and horrendous are all words that could be used to describe this movie, but they still don't come close. No word has been invented to describe how awful this movie is. I mean, the plot in itself is completely stupid. An evil toy company bent on destruction hypnotized people into wearing their mask, then on Halloween night will kill them. What kind of idiotic plot is that? Moreover, with the exception of Tom Atkins, there isn't a single decent actor. They all seem like amateurs at best. The atmosphere was horrible and not the least bit scary. Even the next few installments in this series, which were pretty bad, did a better job than this. Believe me, Halloween sequel or not, this pulsating piece of crap would never be considered good. Ever. Wow, M. White 182, tell us how you really feel. Right. <laughs> that was actually my opinion of this movie for a lot of years, though. But the more I watch it, the more it grows on me. It's really gathered a following over the last, I would say, 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why. Like, it used to be the accepted idea that this movie's shit. Mm-hmm. You don't watch it, you ignore it, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But over the last 10 years or so, it's really kind of picked up a, a big cult following of its own. And I think it has to do a lot with millennials. Gotcha. The younger audience that really, they watched it and didn't know they were supposed to hate it, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe it's that whole hip, like, I'm going to like this one because nobody else likes it. And then it took off and everybody liked it. It's like Gay Freddy. <laughs> Are you talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Is that the one? Yeah, it's not Gay Freddy. It's the main character that's... Uh, no, I'm just saying because everybody knows it's that a it's... little homoerotic. <laughs> that one too, I think, is picking up like a big cult following mm-hmm. now too. You're right. Uh, there's a whole documentary about it that you guys the should Scream check out. Scream Queens, right? Something yeah, like that. Scream Queen or something like that. Use uh, guys should check Use that guys. out. So after Michael Myers died at the end of Halloween two, the plan by John Carpenter was to make a new Halloween movie each year each telling a different Halloween-related story. After this movie underperformed at the box office, the filmmakers decided to bring Michael back to life for future sequels. So, uh, London Bridge is Falling Down was chosen as the Silver Shamrock jingle because it was in public domain. (laughs) Well, okay. London Bridge is Falling Down, Falling Down, Silver Shamrock. Yeah. So, the voice of the operator that Chalice keeps getting when he tries to call out of Santa Mira is Jamie Lee Curtis. Which is totally, she's totally recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
When Chalice fills in the register at the motel office, he scans the list of names for evidence of Ellie's father's stay. All the other names on the list are the names of the crew. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the small town of Santa Mira was also the setting for Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm. Interesting. All right, that movie's kind of scary. Right? Well, that's the 1956 one. Later redone by John Carpenter in like 1970, whatever, mm. with uh, Kiefer Sutherland's dad, Donald Sutherland. Donald. That's dude from uh, Hunger Games, right? Yes. That's the easiest way I can describe right. him. It's him. A milk factory is used for the setting of the Silver Shamrock Factory. Oh, like Shamrock Farms here. Right. Milk. Does body good. Ooh. Dick Warlock, the stuntman who played Michael Myers in Halloween 2, is credited under Assassin in the credits. So he was one of the dudes nice. walking around in the suit. I never figured out which one, though. Right. Um, Garn Stevens refused to wear the prosthetic mask during the misfire scene, so a body double was used to complete the scene. Um, that was the... Uh, I think that's um, Garn Stevens... I think is the lady. What's her name? I'm looking for Marge. Marge. Large Marge. Was that her? Yeah, Garn Stevens. Large Marge. Um, She was actually also, at the time that this movie was uh, filmed, Mm -hmm. she was married to Tom Atkins, Daniel Chalice. Oh. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, Tom Tom Atkins and Garn Stevens, who played Marge Gutman, were husband and wife at the time, which is kind of funny. Uh, the voice of the announcer in the Silver Shamrock commercials and radio spots is that of the film's writer-director, Tommy Lee Wallace. Nancy, or Nancy, Stacy Nelkin was hired on the spot after she read for the role of Ellie Grimbridge. Nice. Uh, John Carpenter revealed in an interview with Giles Bollinger um, that the original director for Halloween 3 Season of the Witch was supposed to be Joe Dante. Interesting. Hmm. Way to dodge a bullet there, Joe Dante. Right. Joe Dante, you might remember, was the uh, director of The Howling, Gremlins, Inner Space, Small Soldiers, among other things. Most nice. notably for me, The Howling, because I love The Howling so much. Nice. Um, almost all the actors who play Cochran's robot henchmen were found through extras casting. Moreover, Tommy Lee Wallace originally wanted the cast to be all redheads as Cochran's flunkies. I think that would have made this hella creepy. Feel like oh genders, right? It makes sense though because it's they Irish. Have no soul? Oh no, well that too, but you know, <laughs> that was funny. That's funny. Deborah Hill suggested Tom Atkins for the role of Doctor Daniel Chalice because she wanted to bang him too. Mm-hmm. The tagline "The Night No One Comes Home" is a play on the original Halloween movie's tagline "The Night He Came Home," which I thought was funny. Tom Atkins got pneumonia while acting in this film. Damn. And still pulled more poon than you. Damn. <laughs> Sick dick. Right? <laughs> That's funny. Um, or should I say Richard? Richard. <laughs> the plaza where Chalice called his ex-wife on the payphone to shirk his parental responsibilities was also featured in Halloween 2 when Darcy is trying to get Karen to keep her promise of taking her home. That's when he gets off the phone. He's and like, oh, ducks. it's business. And he's got fucking uh, beer on the other payphone. He's got a six-pack of beer. Oh, that you were talking when he's like ducking in the No, that was in the factory. This was when he was calling because he decided he was going to go on that trip. And that's when he jumps in, in the cutty. Mm-hmm, the cutty. The mm-hmm. kid cutty. Mm-hmm. The cootie. <laughs> the, the cootie. <laughs> oh, man. 
The Silver Shamrock theme was played a total of 14 times in this movie. Four times at the gas station, once at Linda Chalice's home, once in the hospital, once at the bar, twice on the television screens in the shop window, twice on the radio, once in the motel office, one in a test room A, and once in the final admittance area. Damn. Dang, yeah. They sure did play that a lot, as much as they could. The film takes from Saturday, October 23rd to Sunday, October 31st, dating it to 1982. The days and dates portrayed in the film are chronologically accurate. Yay. That just means that it was Monday to Sunday kind of shit. You know? Monday to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. In one of the several commercials of Silver Shamrock can be seen a shop called Landis Department Store. It's a nod to John Landis, horror director, director of American Werewolf in London. Nice. It's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Uh, this film is included on the film critic Roger Ebert's most hated list. Michael Myers does appear briefly in this film on a television advertising the original Halloween from 1978. It comes near the beginning when Dan Chalice is drinking in a bar. Yeah, so the movie's on like three different times in the fucking, or shown in the movie itself, right. which is cool. Right. Uh, the film takes place around Halloween 1982. The children in the film are told to wear their mask and watch TV at 9 p.m. on Halloween night, at which time the chip in the mask will be activated. In reality, the film Halloween 1978 was broadcast on NBC at 9 p.m. on Sunday, October 31st, 1982. That's cool. Actress Stacy Nelkin had never seen the first two Halloweens, but took the role of Ellie Grimbridge because she loved the character. When she won the role, she thought she had better watch the previous entries. It's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, the only time in the film the Rose of Shannon Motel office light goes off is when Chalice enters the premises to contact the authorities after the factory tour, possibly a visual cue for the suited men to kidnap Ellie. When he leaves the office, the light is on again. That's so weird. Rose of Shannon. I thought they were at the Dublin Inn, but I guess not. Hmm. Harry Grimbridge's room was number 13, the unlucky number. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why 13. Oh, I know why 13 is unlucky. We'll talk about that another time. But anyway. Gotcha. Sa- I, did, I, did we talk about this? <laughs> Ellie's car is a 1982 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. I told you. We were talking about that when we were watching. You're like, look at that Cutlass. I was like, look at that Cutlass. That's nice. That's a nice car, too. That's a nice Cutlass Supreme. They make good lowriders. I was like, damn, hit the switch on it. Right? (laughs) I'm hitting switches on bitches. (laughs) So anyway, um, the killer's mask from Dead Kids, a.k.a. Strange Behavior, can be briefly seen hanging next to a Silver Shamrock logo. During the tour of Cochran's Mask and Toy Museum. I saw that, but I didn't know what it was. And I'm not sure what Strange Behavior... I have never seen Strange Behavior, so... If you guys have, there you go. Considering John Carpenter is usually as head composer, the music heard during the robot henchman scenes bears many similarities to Stephen King's Christine, made two years after this film. Damn. So. Jamie Lee Curtis, the star of the first two films, provides the voiceover, the intercom, informing Santa Mira residents of the 6 p.m. curfew. Damn. Okay. That's all right. That's yeah. enough trivia on that. Uh, the fluid coming out of the robot's mouth is orange juice concentrate. It's got a bit of Sunny D in their mouth. <laughs> this has a body count of nine. Only nine people die in this movie, which seems like a lot more. I guess if you don't count the kids that were wearing the masks... 
at the end. Or did he stop it? We really don't know. Right. We probably never will. So anyway, let's get jump right into this. So Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the VHS tape that I have had no previews on it. Went right into the movie this time. So we open on the close-up of a digital screen with some orange on it, and it's showing credits. And the orange uh, is kind of, there's orange lines kind of dancing around, and then you realize they're making a shape. And it's backing up as the credits are rolling to show like a digital jack-o'-lantern which is the beeping jack-o'-lantern that you see through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was cool because in the first two Halloween movies, it starts out with a jack-o'-lantern that slowly comes closer and closer to you and then cracks open and there's a skull inside. This did the total opposite where you ended up with an extreme close-up of the jack-o'-lantern that moved out slowly. And then I was saying while we were watching it, the beginning of this movie, the way they roll the credits with the digital screen and everything, mm-hmm. eerily similar to Escape from New York. Definitely. And you agreed. I definitely did. Yeah. So then after the credits, we go to Northern California, October, Saturday, the 23rd. And there's a man running. And there's a, uh, a car appears. And what did you say like when you saw the beginning of this scene? I was like, this is so John Carpenter. Right. It is so, like, even though he didn't direct it, this is so, he loves the blue lighting and the, just the, the ambiance. The ambiance. That's, that's it is. The music and everything. Yeah, you're totally for right. For sure him. Like, right. It, like that, that eerie music, but it's almost like, I don't know how to really describe the music. Very synthesizer. Yeah, I'm about to say techno-y. Like, that's the. Very 80s. Mm-hmm. So there's a car kind of chasing him, following him. So he's more running. He's checking doors. Of course, all the doors are locked. He goes up to a fence. He's like, I can't jump this fence. And then uh, he's kind of running around. The car stops and then drives away. And he's trying to hide. And then the car comes back around and he's kind of panicking. And he runs into uh, one of the assassin guys, which is they're all wearing suits. And he starts choking him. And then... Um, He's kind of he's got a lantern mask, the jack o' lantern mask, like tucked into his pants. But uh, he's getting choked, and he reaches over, and there's a chain because they're like in a junkyard type thing. Mm-hmm. There's a chain holding a wedge that's holding back a car, and he they're in front of a car also. So he manages to pull that chain loose, which pulls the wedge away. So the car starts rolling forward, and it crushes the guy choking him, and he gets off from under him. And um, he's trying to run, but then um. After the guy gets crushed, you know, he's kind of like shimmering his way out from under the car and he's running some more. Shimmering? Yep. And then, shimmying. Uh, shimmying. There we go. Shimmying. Shimmy. Oh. Shimmy, shimmy, shake. So then they kind of pan up to the sky where it starts kind of thunder and lightning and, and some rain and it comes down. Uh, it pans back down to the parking lot of a gas station and it says, one hour later. I was like, damn. So there's like a storm now. And the um, gas station attendant is watching the news, and they're talking about um, one of the stones at Stonehenge had been stolen like nine months previous. This is very important mm-hmm. later on in the movie. Uh, one of the stones had been stolen from Stonehenge uh, nine months ago, and they still have no clue what happened, how they got it out of there, or you know what's going on with it. So then... Um, the silver silver shamrock commercial comes on. Bam, 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 bam. Three more days till Halloween. Or eight more eight. days. I bet there was eight. Eight more days till Halloween. Mm-hmm. So um, they're like, get your mask. Fun. 
frightening, and they glow in the dark. And uh, he hears something, and he starts looking around. And they're kind of trying to set the scene up where you think, oh, this guy's going to get killed. But he doesn't. It's fucking Harry Grimbridge, who had been running from the assassins. He busts in. He's like, you got to help me. They're trying to kill me. And then he, like, passes out. So then uh, he puts him in his tow truck, and he drives him to the hospital. And then as they're driving away, they show, like, one of the assassins steps into the camera. Like, oh, he almost got him. So now we see Tom Atkins in all his glory. Uh, you know, Daniel... And he comes into his ex-wife's house. He's got his jacket kind of pulled up over his head because it's raining. He's like, anybody home? And the kids come running up, Daddy, Daddy. And they're happy to see him. And his ex comes out, and she's kind of a bitch. And he's like, oh, I brought you guys something. I'm sorry, she just has a bitchy look on her face from the beginning. From, from the jump. From the jump. <laughs> like, she has had enough of his shit, and the sight of him sickens her. So uh, <laughs> he hands his kids these two bags, and there's masks in them. They're like, Oh, and he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, these masks suck. Well, that's kind of the look on their face. They don't say it, but... Right. Uh, Mom already got us mask. Silver Shamrock. See? And they've got the skull and the witch mask from Silver Shamrock. And they put them on, and they're all dancing around, and then they turn the TV on, and the commercial's on. Hey, more days till Halloween, Halloween. And they're dancing around. Hey, more days till Halloween. So then his pager goes off, and I'm sure, I'm sure in his head he was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Um... He needs to call in. So he calls, and the kids are watching the commercial again, and then the mom tells him to turn it down. So then he's like, oh, I got to go. There's somebody at the hospital that needs me because he's a doctor. So he goes to the hospital, to, and it's uh, Harry Brimbridge, Brimbridge mm. or Grimbridge or whatever his name is that's there. Uh, the tow truck's there with him. The tow truck guy is there with him. And um, he's like, like, I swear, he just came in the gas station and passed out. I didn't do nothing to him. Like, he was trying to make sure his, you know, like his alibi was there. Right. His innocence was and there. That's all that happened. He was like, that's it. I, I didn't, didn't pick his wallet. I didn't nothing. rummage his pockets or right? nothing like that. He didn't have no cash on him, I swear. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So then uh, Daniel, uh, they're kind of wheeling him by a room, and he comes to, and he's looking over, and um, the... Um, Music comes on. Yeah, the TV in the room they're taking him by is playing the commercial. Happy, happy Halloween. And Harry gets fucking triggered. He starts freaking out. He's like, they're going to kill us. They're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. So then uh, Daniel's like, give this man some Thorazine to calm his ass down. And he's still clutching that mask and he won't let it go. Mm -hmm. So then later on, he's in his room. No, no, no. Wait, wait. The black dude was like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When he started screaming, the dude was out. He's he like, was like, uh, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> I'm going to go this way because dude got me fucked up. Right. Yeah. He's like, I did my good deed for the night. Shit. So then uh, Harry's in his room and he's clutching the mask and he's unconscious. And then Daniel's talking to the nurse. Like, he was like, look, I'm trying to live through this whole movie, okay? Right. <laughs> and he's like, man, I need a nap. And the nurse is like, um, the doctor's lounge is open the couch is open you know and uh, you can go in there and take a nap and then he's like there's some cake and stuff in there well yeah and he, well, he was like you want to take one with me oh, ha, ha. <laughs> and then he's so handsy with every woman in this movie he's got his arm around the nurse and then he slaps her on the ass and then she's like hey watch out and he, she, that's when she was like yeah there's milk and cookies in there he's like man I should have married you, said, you know he actually said you, that right? to her yeah yes, he, he does so then he goes off, and then they show, like, the legs of the assassin. There's one of the assassin guys there. So Daniel's laying down on the couch, getting ready to go to sleep. 
and the assassin's walking as slowly as possible mm-hmm. towards Harry's room. And um, you were saying you kind of thought he was headed towards they, like how they shot Tom it. Tom Atkins. I thought, I thought it was pretty cool how they shot it because right, you weren't sure. It it makes you think because it keeps flashing back to Tom Atkins. You're like, he's about to go kill this guy, right? Sure as shit, he doesn't. His mustache would have protected him. <laughs> so then uh, the assassin actually goes into Harry's room, and he puts his gloved hand over Carrie, over Harry's mouth, and then he lifts a fist like he's going to punch him. And then at the last second, he goes, bing, bing, and he pour, pulls out his thumb and his forefinger, and he gouges out his eyes, and he starts just ripping the shit out of his skull and killing him. <laughs> and then the mask falls to the floor, and his hand's, like, twitching. And then... Um, it's funny because after he kills him, the assassin's gloves are all bloody. And he goes over and starts wiping his gloves off on the curtain. Look, it's like, it's man, all, that's kind of rude. Look, he's all fucking, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Right? <laughs> fucking he's slob. Like, he's, he's like, oh, scissors. And that's, huh? <laughs> the claw. <laughs> You're afraid of the claw. <laughs> Yo, when he did that, I was like, did he just three stooges us right, right? here? See, and that's the thing. If Harry had been awake enough, he could have just put his hand between look, his two eyes and blocked it, like look, Curly used to always do. Damn right. Harry, Curly, and Moe. Come on, He's man. Like, nah, like, nah, nah. <laughs> He's like, why I oughta? You oughta what? I oughta be more careful. <laughs> so then the assassin wipes his gloves on the curtain like a slob. Wait, wait, wait. When he put on the gloves, I was like, ooh, look at those OJ gloves. I know, OJ gloves. <laughs> if the glove does not fit, you must have quit. <laughs> he put them on. I was like, oh, damn. OJ was up in there. Oh, shit. He's like, wait, this isn't my wife. Oh. Well, I'll kill him anyway. <laughs> so then the nurse comes in. She's like, what are you doing in here? And he just walks by her. And then she's like, ah. She starts freaking out and screaming. So then Daniel wakes up off the couch and comes running. And she's like, the man. And then it was over there. And in there, the man. Like, you couldn't really understand what she was saying. Mm-mm. But Daniel takes off after him anyway. This slow, somber walk. Right. <laughs> so then he's following the assassin to the parking lot, and the assassin runs out there. He's like, hey, wait. And the assassin jumps in his car, pulls the rage against the machine, douses himself with gas, and blows up the car. Don't you love how easily cars blow up in movies? Mm-hmm. They don't really take nothing at all. Blew up. We were watching Harley Davidson the Marlboro Man earlier. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh. There's a part where a guy's riding a motorcycle and he takes his gas cap off and skids the motorcycle so he leaves a trail of gas and it goes under this car and he drops the lighter on the gas that goes all the way to the motorcycle and then blows the car up instantly. And it's like, I love how easily cars can explode in a movie. Like, damn. So then Daniel's on the phone. The cops are all over the place. He's on the phone with his ex saying, you can't pick up the kids. His ex is pissed. She's being a bitch again. He's like, there's two men dead. And he's like, no, it wasn't an accident. And she doesn't care. She doesn't give any kind of two shits about anything. So he's like, they look, they can come over Saturday and we'll sit up all night or whatever. So then um, the cop has laid the mask down. And he's looking at the mask. And then he's looking at the silver shamrock tag. And he's like, hmm. Hmm. So then we cut to Sunday, the 24th. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> this is where Ellie shows up. Uh, and that's uh, Harry's daughter. And she's kind of a... Uh, I don't know. How would you describe her? Slutty. She's a little slutty, like right off the bat. Huh? Like, she, she's... Yeah. So she wants to see the body, and then they show it to her, and she's like, oh, my God. 
And they're like, what happened? And there's the old sheriff in the town. It looks like he just wants to be left alone. He's like, some guy came in and killed your dad. He was probably on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so then the sheriff says he'll have more questions for her later, blah, 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 you know, whatever. So then Daniel and Ellie kind of lock eyes for a second, but they don't say anything to each other, but they're kind of looking at each other. And then um, we cut to Wednesday the 27th. Daniel's talking to his forensic specialist friend, the redheaded girl, and he's handsy with her, too. He's got his hands all over, and uh, you can tell they've probably gotten it on a few times because she's like, you know me, I love to moonlight. And he's like, you sure do. He's like, hey, do you still have that? She's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the butt plug you gave me. <laughs> I love to see that moon in that light. Right? Oh, my goodness. It's got, that, it's got the big diamond on the end of it. <laughs> it blinks when you <laughs> wink. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> uh, you want to pull it out later? He's like, yeah, baby. Yeah. So then, yeah, like you get the feeling that Good old Dr. Chalice is uh, banged or finger banged or wants to bang every woman in this movie. It's crazy. So then um, he tells her, you know, check out the stuff and let me know what you find out. And then we cut to Friday the 29th. And Daniel's sitting in a bar and it's just him and the bartender. It looks like there's a weird cartoon on TV. It looks like there's like a dancing weed plant with a rat oh, yeah. laying next to it. It's really weird. Um, he asked the bartender to change the channel, and it's, uh, oh my god, it's the ad again. I really thought about queuing that up and playing it every time it played in the movie, but I thought it would just get too annoying. Are you in agreement with that? Yes, I'm definitely. That probably would have driven, like, bug the shit out of you. I know what it got me. So then uh, he's like, can you change it again? And he's like, what's wrong? You don't have any Halloween spirit? He's like, no. So he changes again, and it's football football game. So then they're okay. So then Ellie comes in, looking 80s as fuck, I put. As fuck. Oh, my God. And um, she's like, Daniel Chalice? He's like, yeah. And she goes, the nurse at the hospital told me I could find you here at the bar. We're seeing all these subtle hints here, Roman, mm-hmm. of why Daniel Chalice is divorced. Definitely. And why his ex-wife He's hates the sight bitch. of him. Yeah. <laughs> Is the you know they all knew he'd be at the bar by himself. Mm-hmm. He's handsy on every woman in this movie, and he's probably at least, if anything, made out with all of them, if not fucked every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And they're okay with it, and they're all over him too. So yeah, this is probably a good indicator of why he's divorced. So uh, you find out that Daniel actually went to Harry's funeral because she saw him there, and she was like, "Thank you for coming to my dad's funeral." Blah blah blah, and she goes. Did my dad say anything to you before he died? And he said, yeah. He said, uh, tell Ellie I love her. And she goes, you're a bad liar. <laughs> he goes, all right, all right, all right. So then he tells her the truth. Your dad was out of his mind. He was screaming about somebody out to get him. He said, we're all going to die. And then he ended up dead. What the fuck? You know. Right. So um, now... She says, like, I've been figuring some stuff out, and I've been trying to figure out what happened to my dad. All of a sudden, him and her are at the dad's, like, novelty toy shop thing, whatever, like together. Store, like, whatever the fuck We've just turned into, like, an episode of Simon and Simon. They're, like, private investigators now, mm-hmm. even though he's a doctor and she's whatever she is. So then she's like, um, my dad kept excellent records. Um, records. 
She's like, on October 20th, he was supposed to pick up Mask in Santa Mira. And then on the 21st, he was supposed to do this. And da-da-da. And then he didn't show up. So she's playing detective big time. And then she's like, um, he ran into problems sometime after that trip to Santa Mira. Mm -hmm. And I need to figure out why. So now Daniel's on the phone with his ex again. He's like, hey. Remember when I was going to take the kids on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I can't do that now because I'm running off with this young girl that's been making eyes at me, and I think I might be able to get a little action if I play my cards right. Oh, and we're trying to figure out why her dad died. That would have been too hard to say. So he goes, I got some doctor thing at a hotel. I don't remember the name of it. Fuck you. And then he hangs up and grabs the six-pack of beer off the top of the phone booth. So then um, they're going to drive to Santa Mira and her badass cutlass. Mm-hmm. So then um, they're walking by and they show a shop with a bunch of TVs in the window. Mm -hmm. And that damn commercial plays again on all the TVs. Two more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Put the gun right in your mouth, pull your head off, pull your head off. (laughs) (laughs) So now they're driving to Santa Mira. Um... And he's telling her, he read about it, it's predominantly Irish community, founded in 1880. Um, Connell Cochran, after World War II, made the factory a big thing, making toys and novelties, blah, blah, blah. And then they're driving through town, and everyone in town is staring at them, like through their windows and shit. And what did she say? I feel like we're in a fishbowl. And then you realize there's cameras everywhere, like watching everything that happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of eerie. So then um, they go by and they stake out the warehouse where everything's happening at. They come up with like a plan. Let's go back to the motel and we'll pose as buyers. And then that'll buy us some time so we can figure out what's going on. So they go back to the hotel and the hotel manager is so stereotypically Irish. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to love the hotel. It's nicely placed. They're always trying to take me lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> so he has um, the hotel guy take her in and show her the room so he can run over and check out the sign-in book to see if her dad stayed there. And sure enough, he finds out that he had stayed there on the 20th. Along with the rest of the filming crew. And we're along with the rest of the filming crew, yes. <laughs> so then uh, he's talking to Ellie, the Irish motel manager, and he goes, oh, there goes Mr. Cochran now. And Mr. Cochran drives by, and if I'm not mistaken, a badass Cadillac. Mm, kidding. Uh-huh. And then as soon as he drives by, this Winnebago comes screeching around the corner. It looked like they were, like, <laughs> I, I legit thought they were playing chicken. Cause right? I thought, they, I thought that Winnebago was going to fuck him up. Right. So, yeah, because he's got a bike on the front of the Winnebago, and he comes in and hits the brakes, and the bike flies off, and it almost hits Daniel. And he's like, whoa, whoa. And then the obnoxious family gets out, which is the dad. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm Buddy Cuffer, San Diego. Uh, thanks for, you know, picking up the bike for me, blah, blah, blah. And the kid's like, dad, my bike. And he's like, this is my wife, Betty. And, dude, when he introduces her, Daniel to his wife, she looks at him like she would have mounted him right then and there. Like, she looked him <laughs> up and down. And she's like, nice to meet you. I was like, oh, my God, Daniel, what the fuck? So then uh, Little Buddy comes out, and I like to call him Little Shit or Little Bastard. Little Bastard. Little redheaded motherfucker. Comes out and grabs his bike, 
and he takes off on it, and she's like, don't go on the street, and he flips his mom off as he's riding away. He's maybe... In the street. What is he, 10 or 11? Yeah. Little fucker. So then um, Daniel's walking away, and he almost gets hit by a car again, pulling in, mm-hmm. and it's Marge, and she's pissed. She gets out, and she's like, oh, this fucking place, I gotta stay here again, this flea-bitten motel, I can't believe this. It's exactly what she said, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. So we this, as we said in the trivia, this was actually uh, his wife, Tom Atkins' his actual wife, which is funny. So he goes into the room and he's like, dude, this place is a fucking zoo. And he goes, by the way, your dad was here on the 20th. She's like, I knew it. We should go straight to that factory and find out what's going on. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Bring it down a notch. Let's wait a little bit. I'm hungry. I could use a drink. Mm-hmm. Let's chill out here for a little bit and see what goes on. So then... Daniel says, uh, you know, let's wait. We'll get another. He goes, if it makes you more comfortable, I can get another room. Mm-hmm. And she goes, don't you think that would look kind of suspicious? You introduced us as husband and wife. He's like, well, I mean, I could go sleep in the car. And she's like, no. And then she gets, dude, she gets this fucking vibe look on her face. And she mm-hmm. kind of looks over her shoulder and she's like, where do you want to sleep? It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, she just met this guy, like, yesterday. Oh, damn. And then uh, he goes, he gets that look on his face and looks back at her. And he goes, that's a dumb question. And he goes over there and puts the moves on and they start making out. <laughs> so now, while uh, the Daniel and Ellie Fuckfest starts, right. welcome to Fuckfest 1982. I was going to do the echo on that. Welcome to welcome Fuckfest, to Fuckfest 1982. 1982. wrong movie sorry so while they're doing that they show shots of the town and the 6 p.m curfew announcements going on and it's jamie lee curtis Mm -hmm. it's now 6 p.m get the fuck in your houses don't come out till tomorrow so then doors are closing light you know porch lights are coming on and uh, people are pulling down their blinds somebody reaches over and grabs their cat and I was like, that's not the only pussy getting grabbed right now. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Uh, so now it's nighttime. And they're showing the cameras all over the town. And um, Daniel is at the local convenience store buying some hooch. Hooch. So that's what goes good after, you know, you've been... Pooch. Fucking a woman long enough to be your daughter for a couple hours, you know. You mm-hmm. get kind of thirsty. So he comes out and he's walking through an alley and he runs into a bum. And the bum's like, hey there, mister, how you doing? I was just kind of seeing you got a drink there. I ain't got no diseases or anything. You think I can have a drink of that? So this guy's a doctor, right? He gives him a fucking drink out of his bottle. And it wasn't like a it wasn't like a waterfall. You know, Dude, he fat-lipped that thing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my sure. God. For sure. For sure. Takes a big old swig and then gives it back. And then he fucking drinks out of it. I was like, ugh. Right? Ugh. Right. Especially since, like, you want another bowl of cereal because my hand had been in your bowl that one time. <laughs> right. If you remember that episode. So, anyway. Uh, he yeah, actually it, means his hand was in my bowl. Dude. Like, not, like, like not no sexual innuendos. Or nothing. <laughs> it's actually. My hand was all up in your cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was really. That, that was really Bill gross. That was Go so gross. Go figure it out. I'm talking. About, I'm still talking about the bottle being. No, no, no. That definitely was right, nasty. You fucking bummed for sure. Right. So then Daniel asks him about Cochran, and the guy gets all mad. And he's like, "Oh, fuck Cochran." He's like, "Whoa, whoa, Cochran." He's like, "I don't care." He goes, "He can't hear me. I don't care." He goes, 
all the workers at that factory he brought in from out of town. He goes, you think he hired any local people, local like me? Turn me down. I couldn't get a job. I'm like, probably because you're a drunken bum and you smell like dried piss. Right. That's probably why he didn't hire you. <laughs> for sure. But he's like, I'll tell you one thing. This will be the last Halloween for that factory, which was true. He's like, uh, crazy shit happening in there. And he goes, I'm going to give me a case and a half, which was a very exact number. That was weird. I'm going to give me a case and a half of Molotov cocktails. Blow that whole thing up. You hear me, Cochran? He said he's hearing me. Right. And I'm like, dude, you're bumming drinks out of people's bottles and asking for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to get a case and a half of Molotov cocktails that you don't drink before you light up? I'm surprised that he didn't, you know, ask them to, you know, bum a, a drag off his cigarette. I know. Hey, you going you gonna finish that cigarette? <laughs> I would tell you, whenever I stop, like, on the corner and there's a guy with a sign or whatever, they always seem happier to get a cigarette than get money. Right. Like, I've given them change and I've given them cigarettes. They're always happier to get us. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. They're always really grateful for the cigarette. You give them the change, like, oh, thanks. You pull out that cigarette, they're like, oh, man, thanks. You're the greatest. It's like, yeah, anything helps. And you're like, cigarette. They're like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> right? You had candy. Hell yeah. Yeah. What is this, candy corn? Are you serious? <laughs> Didn't you hear that top 10 list? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so um, Daniel goes on after he hears about Cochran. Oh, and he tells me, he's like, he's watching you. You just bet it. You can bet. He's watching you. So then um, Daniel walks away and goes back to the motel. And the bum goes back to his house where he's trying to help himself to an easy cheese and bread sandwich. And <laughs> the leaning tower of cheese. Here's what I put. The bum is assassinated. Not before putting together some easy cheese on a piece of bread. <laughs> You know, just watching him drown that piece of bread right. and fold it in half. I was like, Ugh, right. you're a bum for sure. He was happy as shit to have it, too. He yeah. was grateful. And, oh, you know, I was just playing. I was just playing. You know, ah! happiness, happiness is wanting what you have, not having what you want. Damn. He had him some easy cheese and some bread. Damn. He was living like a king. Damn, that so, was, yeah. you got real philosophical on right, right there. Damn, like, I can pull it out of anything. Oh, you know? shit. Speaking of pulling it out. Pause. Two of those. Uh, <laughs> Did you really want me to pause? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I was sorry, saying sorry. pause because you, you can't say that to another man and not say like pause. Pull like, it out. Oh, well, like well, the two assassins. Out. Hold the on. Two assassins show up. Oh yes. And put him on his knees, and it looks like they're about to Eiffel Tower him, but they end up pulling his head off. That's why I was saying pulling it out. They uh-huh. pulled his head out. I was like, oh, he, he looks like he's definitely. Right? It, it did look really weird. Yeah. It did look really weird. But it's they like, pulled his head off. So then uh, he lost his head. <laughs> so then back to the hotel, um, Ellie runs into Marge. And she says that uh, the merchandise is slipping. Like, the tag fell off. She's like, granted, my four-year-old was throwing it against the wall, but the tag should just come off. And she's, like, bitching about... Not ordering in, uh, by mail, but she doesn't want to order in person. She's like, eh, I'm just unhappy. Right. So then um, she goes in her room. Marge goes into her room, and she drops the tag on the floor. And there's a computer chip on the back of it, but she didn't see it yet. Mm. So then we cut back to the other room where Ellie's getting out of the shower. And we almost had a BBG moment here. Right. But uh, there was the frosted glass, mm-hmm. and you could see it, but you couldn't see it. And then remember, she's putting the towel on, you're like... Are we going to get some titties here? I'm like, no. But I've seen enough to know that uh, a razor has not touched in between her legs ever. <laughs> that's not one of my exact words. I think I said, 
a razor has not come close to her coochie is what I think I said. Yeah. Because it was dark down there. It was, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. It looked like fucking... Uh, ding, dang. <laughs> I told a witch doctor I was in love with you. Who is that? Uh, oh, man. What was that movie? Which one? Oh, shit. It was a comedy. The guy with the big afro. He was like the love doctor. Or, I think uh, it was called the love doctor. Was it the love doctor? Mm-hmm. She had some love doctor happening down there. The big fro. <laughs> I think it was I'm called the Love Doctor. It was 1982. It was like, his name was like Cleon. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. She had some Love Doctor happening <laughs> down below. So anyway, uh, then they go back to Marge. Oh, and Ellie's cold, and she's all wrapped up in a blanket or in a towel, and then she wraps herself in a blanket too. So then Marge is settling into bed, and uh, she's getting her book and her glasses out. She's getting ready to settle in for some reading. Then they cut to Daniel, who's on the phone with the forensics girl again. And she thinks that samples got mixed up because they're going through it and they haven't found any human remains. It's all car parts. It's like plastics and wires and shit like that. Right. So then Daniel, after he's off the phone, he goes back into his hotel room and Ellie is waiting on the bed and he looks over at her and then he goes to put his stuff down and she just stands up. She's got the blanket over her and she starts walking towards him and she opens the blanket and he's like, oh, and then they start making out again, and she drops the blanket. She's wearing black lingerie. Said that negligee. I just want to ask, where the fuck did she get black lingerie? Right. And they she, left, like, on the fly. On the spot. They mm-hmm. didn't have anything packed. The guy even made the, the mention Pack, of light. it. Yeah, when they got there, oh, you pack light. He's like, oh, we're experienced. Yeah, I brought my toothbrush, my deodorant, and some fucking lingerie. Because mm-hmm. I knew exactly what was going to happen. When I went out on a road trip with this doctor with that killer porn stash. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I right here? Am I missing? No, no, no. You hit it <laughs> right on the lingerie. head. Where the hell? <laughs> I don't know. And she's supposed to be in mourning for her dad. It's just so weird. That, you didn't you didn't get that? That's why it was black. Duh. <laughs> oh, my God. Because she's in mourning. <laughs> she still got to get I hers. See, I see. <laughs> so I put uh, Daniel's back at the hotel. Ellie is waiting in lingerie. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So now they're getting it on. For sure. They're getting it on. For sure. For this, got to be the second time, because you know he nailed it that afternoon. Of course. There wasn't no he didn't. Of course. That's why she was waiting for him for that second time. She's mm-hmm. like, look what I got for you. Mm-hmm. So then they're laying together after they, because you almost get the boob, but you don't quite get the boob. And get then little, he's all over the boob. Get a little nip. Yeah. Little, little nip nip. A little half a nip. And then they're laying together, and the commercial comes on the radio or whatever. And he's like, what the fuck with this commercial? I can't stand it. So he changes it. And then um, she climbs back on top of him and starts getting frisky. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, aren't you the least bit tired? She's like, nope. And she starts going at it again. And then he stops, and he goes, how old are you? (laughs) You can't say that after you've put your dick in her twice. Twice, at least twice. That's two sessions. It might have been more than twice. Like, right. Depending on how you know stamina the guy is. Mm-hmm. But it's a little late now. This was totally a quagmire moment. She's like, 16, 18, all right. Mom, I like where this is headed. That's not really what happened. She goes, don't worry, I'm older than I look. Again. All righty. Quagmire moment. Yes. Like I don't I don't know what that even means. It's just so funny that um yeah, look, I'm just warning you guys out there that might be younger or just haven't been in this situation. If a girl will not tell you how old she is and she's not an obvious cougar, 
you're in a little bit of trouble. For sure. Yeah. That's a little uh, PSA brought to you by 700 Tapes Podcast and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. The more you know. Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, don't worry, I'm older than I look. I look 16, but I'm 17 and a half. You can still, you know, they say, you know, one, nah. look, one to get you five, you know, two to get you <laughs> ten. Wow. And all honesty, though, she has to be in her 20s. I yeah. mean, she's got a brand new car and right. she's driving around by herself. I think she's in her 20s, it was safe to say. But still, Tom Atkins is obviously old enough to be her dad. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Now Marge has found the chip that was on the floor in her room, and she's fucking with it, and she's like, I think I'll pull a bobby pin out of my hair and, and poke it with it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So then she sticks it with the bobby pin, and it shoots the most 80s-looking laser. Right, for sure. <laughs> right into her mouth and fries her fucking face off. And her, she's like elephant man, like her lips are all blown back and her teeth are hanging out. Her her eyes are all red and fried. And then some weird-ass bug comes crawling out of her mouth. Yeah. And I'm glad you said this, because I didn't recognize you. You were like, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, I don't either. It's some weird-looking fucking bug. So then it crawls out of her mouth, and it crawls into her hair, and then they show the blanket movie like there's more coming. Mm -hmm. So then uh, they cut to Daniel and Ellie, who are asleep, and they get woke up because the light comes through the window, and it's because the van pulls in with all the goons from the factory, and um, here's where we get some Tom Atkins ass when he gets out of bed that I really could have gone the rest of my life without seeing. And he gets up and he gets dressed and he goes and looks out the door and he's like, whoa, what's going on? So then he puts a shirt on too. He, he does the famous, I'm going to throw on these jeans with no draws. Right, he's going to go commando. Free ball it. Free ball it. <laughs> and uh, Ellie's like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know, I'm going to go check it out. So then she starts getting dressed too. And they go outside and they're wheeling out the body, and she goes, oh, my God, that must be Marge. And he's like, who? And she's like, Marge, Marge Simpson, you know, Homer's wife. <laughs> oh, oh, homie. Oh, homie. <laughs> Just kidding. Now she's like, that must be Marge. He's like, who? He's like, she's like, the lady I met earlier. And he's like, oh. So then he tries to help. He's like, I'm a doctor. And they're like, it's okay, it's okay. He's like, I said I'm a doctor. And they're like, we don't care. Like, and they back wheel the her fuck in, up. Yeah, they wheel her into the... the the van. The van and slam the door and it drives away and he's like, Where's she going? And the Irish motel guy's there and he's like, Ah, to the fact that he, of course, Mr. Cockton will fix the ride up. So he's like, Okay. So then Mr. Cochran comes pulling up in his mm-hmm. car and he gets out and he's got a really weird Mr. Burns vibe about him. Excellent. Oh, hello. Excellent. Spithers, who's that young go getter? <laughs> That's Daniel Chasm, sir. Or whatever his name was. <laughs> What's his name? Daniel. Chalice. Chalice, thank you. Chalice. That's Daniel Chalice, sir. Oh, I bet all the ladies like him. They do, sir. It must be the porn stash. <laughs> that young lady looks like she has an afro in her cooch. <laughs> Power it's to the people. It's a virtual jungle down there, sir. <laughs> Power to the people. Right. <laughs> or should I say power to the pee hole? Oh. Oh, Alrighty. Splish splash. He's here till Thursday, folks. Try the veal. So, um, because it was definitely an R. Kelly moment, you know? right? You get it? It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about no. to have me some fun. No, no, no. I was talking like, I want to piss on you. Oh my god, yes, do I piss on you? Yep, I pee right. on you. And then he's like, Real talk, <laughs> drip, 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 drip. <laughs> <laughs> but enough of that. 
<laughs> I don't want to think about R. Kelly peeing on nothing. Oh, shit. She said she was 16. I didn't know she was 14. She said enough. Damn. She said she was old enough. Right. <laughs> she said she was older than she looked. <laughs> now I'm trapped in the closet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Mr. Cochran's like, oh, how's everyone doing? I'm Mr. Cochran. She's going to get the finest of medical care. Trust me. Do I look like a man that would lie to you? <laughs> you get a bullet between the eyes. Right. So then uh, he leaves. And they go back into the hotel and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then uh, later on, Daniel calls his forensic lady again. And she's like, there are no human remains here. It's really weird. And he's like, okay, well, do me a favor. Look up Connell Cochran. He runs the factory out here, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, you're going to owe me some serious dinner when you get back. He's like, oh, I love going to dinner with you. She goes, I know you're going to eat it. Anyway. Mm, sheesh. Sheesh. So there it is again that there was something going on with that redheaded chick. Sexual innuendos. Innuendos. Mm-hmm. Sounded more like an innuendo. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, so then um, after he gets off the phone, you find out that the phone is bugged. There's a bug behind the phone, like a real listening device not a, like a weird bug that crawled out of the lady's face so now uh they're at the factory and the guy there and they're um asking about the order and her dad and there's a weird old lady behind the uh counter she almost looks like the old lady from beetlejuice but i don't know if it was or not and I should have looked that up beforehand didn't she kind of look like she the, did and she had that same raspy like yeah voice. and she was like I don't remember your father. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I just got back from my cigarette break. Anyway, um, so then one of the guys from the back comes in. And she goes, oh, do you remember this order? And she hands him the thing. And he goes, oh, yeah. I loaded that into a green station wagon last week. Mm-hmm. And she goes, did he say where he was going? He absolutely did not say where he was going, but I do remember he was going somewhere up north. <laughs> I was like, did he just lie? Right. It was the worst lie ever. Up north for sure, but he didn't say anything. Like, he didn't say which direction. Like, he was what going. did he turn north when he pulled out right. of here, or what the fuck happened? <laughs> Seriously, that's why I was like, did this, did he just lie? Right. Or is that a flub? Like, what the fuck? Nah, he just was stupid. So anyway, so then they run into the. Uh, what are those? The Culpards? Cumperds. Cumperds. Cumperds come in. That fucking obnoxious family with the wife and the little shit kid. And the wife is still fucking staring at Daniel little, like little she just. Dude, she's still staring at Daniel like she just wants to fall over with her legs open for him. It's fucking crazy. Oh, I tripped on your dick. Right? <laughs> I tripped and it landed in my mouth. So then uh, they're there for a tour. Mm-hmm. So then, and uh, Daniel and Ellie are getting ready to leave, but then Cochran comes out, and he's like, "Oh, the Cupfords are here!" And then he announces to all the workers right there in the office, he's like, "The Cupfords are my best sellers of any mask in the country. They've sold way more than anybody else." Everybody claps, yay! So then, uh, Cochran sees Daniel and Ellie and apologizes to them for the waking them up last night, and he goes. And as far as the mix-up with your order, because they had told him they didn't get their order. Mm-hmm. 
As far as the mix-up with your order, the whole thing's on me. Absolutely free. And then everybody's like, yay, what a guy. Oh. So then um, they're going to give the Cufford's a tour. And then Mr. Cufford's like, well, can our friends come with us? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was just about to ask him. But he had this look on his face like, you motherfucker. So then they're all getting the tour and they're seeing how the masks are made and they're pouring the shit into the buckets mm-hmm. and the liquid latex and making masks. And Cochran's explaining the the uh, the steps and making the mask. And he's like, after this, it's just painting and trimming and packaging and it's all ready to go. So then uh, he takes them in and he has a crazy toy room with all kinds of crazy old toys in it. Mm-hmm. And then um, Cupford's telling Daniel... He's great historical stuff. He goes, what's he famous for? He goes, you really don't know? He makes the base, the best pranks ever. You know he invented sticky toilet paper? And he's like, no shit. He goes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what sticky toilet paper is. I don't want to know what sticky toilet paper is, but I had to throw that in. No shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was a doozy, though. So then, yeah, he's like, yeah, he did all the great pranks. The dead dwarf trick, the soft chainsaw. And I paused the movie right there, and I looked over at Rome, and I went, what, what the fuck <laughs> is the dead dwarf trick? Right. And I was going to Google it, but I was afraid to. Definitely. I was really afraid to. Definitely. What did you tell everybody to Google earlier? Blumpkin. Oh, yeah. When you guys are, are Googling Blumpkin and Blue Waffle, look up the dead dwarf, dwarf tri- trick. Dead dwarf trick. And if you know what it is, drop us a line at... Uh, 700 tapes at gmail.com and let us know mm-hmm. do not send me a video link I won't click it because you're going to try and get me with some crazy blue waffle shit I know you are <laughs> or Rick rolled <laughs> right never going to give you up <laughs> never gonna blue let you waffle down. part of this complete breakfast <laughs> <laughs> so the little bastard wants a mask a little redheaded fuck wants a mask I want a mask <laughs> right fucking little kid so then uh, he's like, I want this one. He goes, oh, no, you can't have that one. It hasn't been the final processing yet. You can have this one. And he gets one out of a box. It's got the tag on it. Mm-hmm. And he puts it on his head. I'm like, thank God. Can you put a mask on the wife, too? Oh. Ooh. And then uh, Daniel was like, if you put a mask on her, I might actually be interested. Oh. Anyway. So then uh, they're like, well, what's final processing? He's like, you know, quality inspection and shit. Trade secrets. There's some trade secrets. He's like, oh, okay. So then he's like, well, can we look? And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, there's like some hazardous chemicals involved and shit like that and scientific stuff. And I don't want anybody to get hurt. So then Daniel notices that there's guards everywhere and they're all dressed in suits like the dudes that have been trying to kill everybody all through the movie. Mm-hmm. So he goes over and he tells Ellie, hey, honey, I think it's time we get the fuck up out of this nut house. <laughs> right. So they're going to leave. So as they're walking out, a bay door opens and a forklift pulls out and Ellie looks over and her dad's green station wagon is sitting in there and she's like, that's my dad's station wagon. And she goes running over there and like three or four of the suited guys step in front of her so she can't go in and the Cupfords are watching this Mm -hmm. and Cochran laughs. She goes, see, I told you, trade Trade secrets. (laughs) So everybody's kind of uncomfortable. She runs back over to... to porn stash and yeah and like consoles just buries her. herself in his chest like this is stupid right all right so then they leave and then daniel tries to call out when they get back to the hotel but he can't um he keeps getting uh jamie lee curtis kept cock blocking right right she's like lines are out of service please try again later or something like that 
So then the commercial's playing on TV again. So he goes back to his One room. One more day until Halloween. Oh, when they first off, when they get Halloween. back to the room, they're like, we need to fuck out of here. And he's taking a shot. He goes, it's time to call the Marines. He takes a shot. And she's packing her bag. She's got to make sure she packs her lingerie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, we need to get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah. He goes, I'm going to go make a call. You pack. I'm going to go call the, call the cops. That's why he was trying to call, and he couldn't get a call out. Mm-hmm. So when he goes back to the room, Ellie's gone. Laundry and all. Damn. Damn. So then he um, looks out the door, and there's a line of the suited guys right outside the door. He's fucked. So he proceeds to run. He jumps through the bathroom window and takes off. And <laughs> I heard that he was waiting with a two by four. Oh, beat me to the left. He beat me to the right. The motherfucker whooped my, my ass, ass all night. <laughs> Here we go again. Colt 45 <laughs> and two zigzags. Baby, that's, that's all we need. need. <laughs> that was funny. That was indeed. <laughs> I ran. I jumped to the back window. But a daddy, he was waiting with a two by four. <laughs> I'm going to do this, Roman. I'm going to do this just for you. Oh, man. A little bit of time here. Uh, Wait a minute, oh, man. man. Hey, Let check this out, it. man. Tell him. It was this blind man, right? <laughs> right, right? It was this right. blind man, right? He was spilling his way down the street with this stick, right? Yeah. Hey, he walked past this fish market. You know what I'm saying? Fish market. He stopped. He took a deep breath. He said, Woo! Good morning, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you like that shit, man? I'm pretty good. Hey, man, I got a gang of that shit, man. Hey, you also yeah, I tell you what, man. my man on the guitar. Hey, pull on the drum. Hey, just, I'm hey, doing this because I want to eat a cookie. Mic, I tell you all these motherfucking hey, jokes I got. Hey, hey, exactly. Hey, so first, I'm going to start off like this. Hey, help me sing it, homeboy. Come on. Say, Code 45 and two zigzags. Baby, that's all we need. We can go to the park, cap the dog, smoke that tumbleweed. The marijuana burn, we can take our turn singing them dirty rap songs. Stop and hit the ball like Cheech and Chong. It still takes from here to Hong Kong. So roll, roll, roll my joint. Pick out the seeds and stems. Feeling high as hell, flying through Palm Dale, skating on taking rims. So roll, roll the 83 Cadillac Coupe to build. If my tapes and my CDs just don't sell, I bet my cabbie will. Well, it you, was baby. just sundown <laughs> in a small white town They call it Eastside Palmdale Well, oh, sure. when Afro Man walked through the white land Houses went up for sale <laughs> <laughs> That was for you We had to get that out of your system Oh, man And I wanted to eat one of these cookies I've been staring at So that was a good cookie break Look, that was funny, though Because he ran, he jumped out the back window Because her daddy Right, that's funny He was waiting with a two-by-four what did he say? She turned him into a zebra? He said, oh, he beat me to the left. He beat me to the right. <laughs> Motherfucker whooped my yeah, ass all night. night. But I ain't mad at a prejudiced dad. That's the best damn pussy I, I ever had. had. <laughs> got a bag of weed and a bottle of mine. I'm going to fuck that bitch just one more time. <laughs> oh, he said, he said I uh, thought to myself, Sheba, Sheba, she got my ass looking like a zebra. That's what I was thinking yeah. right there. So anyway, this is crazy. <laughs> I feel like. Daniel spends the rest of this movie running and hiding. Right. This whole scene, making it to the factory where he's hiding and running and dodging and ducking. Oh, man. Flying behind fences and hiding behind shit. Went on way too long. Yes, it way was, it was too definitely. Long. So then they show the car pull up at the factory and they pull Ellie out of it and take her into the factory. And um, 
Daniel still can't call out. He's trying to make phone calls. He can't. He's hiding. He's running. He's in the phone booth. He's he ducking down, down. Just as they're right there. And there's no way they didn't see him, but they keep driving anyway. So he ends up breaking into the factory. And there's cameras all over the place there, too. But he goes into the weird room with the robot lady knitting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where's the girl? And she just keeps knitting. He's like, tell me. He starts shaking. Her head pops off. He's like, oh, holy shit. It's a robot. <laughs> and then they show like the gears in her neck and her hand still moving like he's trying to knit. You killed grandma. So then all of a sudden, yeah, you killed grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so then somebody grabs him from behind. It's one of the goons and he gets in a fight with him. He punches him. He punches him again. He's like, oh, oh shit. Shit. <laughs> If he couldn't take, if he took my powerful punches, <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> so then it starts choking him, and he somehow like breaks, gets over him, and breaks him, and shoves his hand inside him, and that orangey, orange juice concentrate goop starts coming out, and he's pulling out orange shit and wires from inside the robot, and he starts realizing, oh shit, it's some kind of weird robot. Oh, you look like you were going to say something. That's why I stopped. No, it it was just one of those like, he okay. Was like, he was like, I have the weirdest, weirdest craving for some Sunny D right now. Like, <laughs> Good old Sunny Delight. So then Mr. Cochran has him now. And uh, he's like, you got here rather quickly, Dr. Cochran. Or Dr. Uh, Challen. Chalice. <laughs> Chalice. Chalice. And then he knows who he is because he's had everything bugged. He's the, he knows who everybody is. So he's like, it's going to be Halloween morning soon. And it's I'm going to be very busy tomorrow. Mr. Cochran's all crazy. So then the sun's coming up and they're walking him through the factory. And Cochran, and it says, Sunday, the 31st, Halloween. And Cochran kind of stops and looks up at the sky and takes a deep breath. And he's all happy. Like, oh, it's a fine day to kill 50 million children. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Fuck them kids. Right? <laughs> Fuck them kids. So then uh, Daniel is being led deep into the factory. He's getting deep. And then um, they get into the elevator and Cochran's kind of bragging about making all the robots. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the inner part was pretty easy, but the outer part was a little hard. He goes, but then again, it's just like making a mask. It's a little more complicated. And then one of the robots sneezes. And he goes, bless you. He's like, it's very, very convincing, isn't it? So then he tells his whole plan to Daniel. He shows him. He walks in and he has the missing Stonehenge stone that they were talking about on the TV earlier. Mm -hmm. And he's got all kinds of 80s computers and shit hooked up to it and boards with flashing lights on them. And doohickeys hooked up to it. All the stuff they make it look important on TV with the flashing boards on the lights and everything and the computers. Mm -hmm. And the green screen computers with the huge fucking monitors. And they had like 256 megabytes of RAM in them. (laughs) <laughs> it was super fast. Oh, no, 256 megabytes of memory is what it was, not RAM. That gotcha. was crazy back then. Memory, that's the complete memory on the fucking thing. So anyway, um, he's like, what you really need to see, he's like, the stone, it has a power in it. And, you know, it's it's pulsing with power, and that's what we're using, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, where's Ellie? And she's like, she's right there. And on the monitor, she's like laying on the table. He's like, where's she at? And he's like, Right there. Right. <laughs> he pretty much tells her exactly where she's at. 
So then um, he's like, what you need is a demonstration. You're going to get one here in just a minute. Mm-hmm. So now he's got the Hugfords or whatever the fuck their names are. He's taking them into a test room. And the kid's like, Daddy, I do in the bathroom. And then the mom's like, I don't like this. It gives me the creeps. He's like, everybody shut the fuck up. He just wants me to do a review on the new commercial or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then the kid's got his pumpkin mask on. He's sitting in front of the TV. And the commercial starts. And the mom's like, don't sit too close to the TV, honey. It'll ruin your eyes. And I'm sure the whole time she's sitting there thinking, man, I could be fucking Tom Atkins right now. <laughs> <laughs> so then the commercial starts. And she's like, this is crazy. Look at this fake fruit, huh? And she's laughing. Ah. Well, then the kid starts grabbing at his face and the pumpkin's flashing and the music's playing and the kid's head explodes into bugs and snakes. Can we talk about this for a second? Yes, please. Please do. What the fuck? I have no clue. That's the thing I've never... I've only seen this movie a few times, but I don't understand. I didn't I have no understanding of this. Bugs and snakes. I I had no clue. Because the and a rattlesnake at that. Look, so you have to think with with good old Marge, you know. She turned like a fucking like zombie esque looking. And the grotesque. weird bug came out of her mouth still, but right. That was just a misfire. That wasn't the whole right. Kit and caboodle. So with, you know, little douchebag, you know, little fucker, he turned into snakes and bugs. Yeah, I don't get it. I just didn't. I've never understood that. So that's what. We're turning all these kids into? Yeah, that's allegedly what was going to happen to everybody. And then, you know, the snake came out, and the, the mom faints, and the dad's trying to get out, and the rattlesnake comes over and bites him, and then there's, like, a snake crawling into the mom's ear. It's really weird. Yeah, like... And Daniel's watching all this on the screen, on the monitor, and he's totally disgusted. He's got a total look of disgust on his face. He's like, oh, my God. So, um... And then they show that all three of them are laying there dead. And they're like, oh, okay. So then the commercial plays again. And they're showing the commercial playing again in the cities. Mm -hmm. And now it's like a montage of all the kids around the country trick-or-treating and grabbing the mask. And they show Dayton, Ohio, New York, New York, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Los Angeles, California, Seattle, Washington. Then they show Daniel's two kids in his his ex's house. Mm Mm-hmm. Watching the commercial, bobbing their heads with their masks on. And then the last city they show, bang, Phoenix, Arizona, baby, represent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, And then that's actually the shot that they show on the back of the videotape Mm. is the kids in Phoenix, Arizona. I thought that was pretty cool. We always like seeing the hometown. Damn right, damn right. On a movie or mentioned or whatever. It's pretty cool. Even though we're in the Outlands, Mm -hmm. a little offshoot on the other side of the mountain from Phoenix. But still, still what's you know, up? Represent Phoenix. Represent Phoenix. What? Love Phoenix. You. What? <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, now the forensics lady is trying to call Daniel, which can't get through to the hotel, and um, she found some kind of gear, and she's looking at it, and it's like everything's coming together in her head. So then she calls one of her other associates, mm-hmm. and is like, "Can you come look at this?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll come look at it tomorrow morning." She's like, "Okay, cool." So then I tried to figure out, and we talked about this when we watched it. Mm-hmm. She sees something that clicks, and she tries to call the sheriff. Right. I don't know what she saw that, that made her realize that there weren't any body parts because the guy was a robot. 
Right. She was playing with the gear, and she was like, oh, shit. And she tried to get through the to the sheriff, but there's an assassin there. So as soon as she asks for the sheriff, he reaches over and hangs the phone up, grabs her and throws her to the floor, and he's got a drill mm. with the shortest bit in it I've ever seen in my life. Right. And he holds her head down on the ground and goes, Zzz, and he drills into her ear and kills her. Even like though, into her face or whatever. Even her. though he didn't have his finger on the trigger. Yes, that was a little bit of a flub, too. Flub. So, um, yeah, so now she's dead. So now it's 7.30 p.m. on Halloween. No dinners for you. Right? So Daniel is tied to a chair in front of a TV. And Mr. Cochran, um, he's talking about he loves a good joke. And he's like, this is the best of all. A joke on the children. Oh, their heads are going to explode. Oh, there's going to be snakes and bugs. And their parents are going to freak out. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh. Did I overdo that a little bit? So, like the dude said with, uh, in the, the trivia, or the, not the trivia, the, uh, review that he left, this does what for his business? Right. It had nothing to do with his business, though. He wanted to sacrifice. No, no, no. I'm saying, so you, you have to think, just from a business standpoint. Right. You've now killed your market because you're selling masks right. to kids. And all of these masks, he's supposed to, it said, how many kids? Like 50 million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you've killed all these kids. Now your business is fucked. Well, he doesn't care about his business. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. You and I, coming from a business standpoint, right. that's like, why do you want to kill your customers? You're like, you're stupid. So he puts the uh, the skull mask on Daniel, mm-hmm. and then he breaks down the whole thing. He's like, you don't know anything about Halloween. You think it's just an excuse for kids to wear a mask and run around and beg for candy. He goes, but the last real observance of Samhain, and thank God he pronounced it correctly, Samhain was 3,000 3, years ago. And the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. And then Daniel's like, a sacrifice. He goes, of course. He goes, that all has to do with the planets. The planets are perfectly aligned again, and it's time to sacrifice again. And that's when he starts talking about the bonfires and the dead coming back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had to make sacrifices to them. Because really the thing was, if you weren't good to the dead, you wouldn't have a good harvest the next year. Gotcha. So you had to give them kind of what they wanted. The human sacrificing thing has been way overplayed when it comes to paganism or any kind of occult religion, really. Mm-hmm. Human sacrifice is really, really not a big thing. I mean, it happened, but that was like the Mayans and shit. Like, they did that shit. Gotcha. It wasn't the the eastern europe it wasn't the european like pagans and witches and shit like that weren't doing human sacrifice because the big thing about us is we uh revere human life we revere all life really even the life of animals gotcha and you know all kinds of all that shit Mm -hmm. um the whole reedy of the wicca is you know and you harm none do as you will you know and you harm none, though. You're not supposed to hurt anybody. As long as what you're doing isn't hurting anybody, you can do whatever you want. Gotcha. Um, the pagan belief is a little bit different, which is do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, which means, it, you know, if somebody else gets hurt by something you did, that's their fault, kind of. Like, I didn't offend you, you got offended type of shit. Mm-hmm. But that's a little bit different. But it still doesn't entail, like, human sacrifice or the sacrificing of animals or... You know, that kind of shit. I think it's all Hollywood. It's it's a lot of Hollywood there. Right. It's not a lot of actual true base to the religion. Anyway, he's talking about the children that were sacrificed and 
all that other shit for Samhain. Um, so then the planet, you know, the planets have aligned correctly and it's time to sacrifice again. And he's, uh, he's got him watching Halloween, mm-hmm. which is funny. So then he looks up at the clock and it's 749 and they have him on a monitor. So Daniel is like scooting around in the chair and then he reaches over and he kicks and busts the TV with his feet. And I think you and I were both, I looked at you and I was like, dude, if you ever had one of them old TVs, you were like, no fucking way. I said, right. There's no way you're going to kick that thing and break it. Hell no. Man, those old TVs, let me tell you if you don't know, those old TVs, the fucking screens in those things were thick. Man. And they, you dude, I took a baseball bat to one of them one, one time and almost hurt my hand more than I hurt the screen. Yeah. Before I could bust it. Definitely. Crazy. It is, it is one of those things where... If you had your TV on like a, a wobbly ass stand or something, it'd kill you. It'd fall yeah, and kill you. Fucking kill you. Those things weighed like eighty pounds. Look, and they were they were you know front heavy. So oh yeah, they it was fall. all tube. It was all Man, tube. It was all forward for you. So there's no fucking way he double footed that. Well, shit. the only thing I can think of this is no ordinary man. This is Daniel motherfucking Chalice. Right. Doctor Daniel motherfucking Chalice. Doctor. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah, he kicks it and breaks it, and then he's using the glass to like cut the restraints i don't know how he got glass you know how he got the glass because you, you gotta think his hand maybe he grabbed it but how do you catch like you from your left hand to your right i remember hand? he kicked it it shot forward or something i don't know and he just happened to catch it mm-hmm. it's hard to say but he's cutting his bonds with the glass and then after he gets his hand free he fucking takes the mask off and throws it and it lands perfectly <laughs> on the fucking on camera, the camera. It's so funny. And um, in the trivia, it said that took 44 takes to get that right. Damn. But I imagined it was like uh, Lego Batman. Like he threw it 44 times, and the time it landed, he's like, first try. (laughs) (laughs) So then um, the mask covers the monitor, and one of the dudes notices, and he's trying to tell Cochran, but Cochran's on the phone with like a TV guy, Mm -hmm. and he's talking about how many views they're going to get and shit like that. So Daniel can see the control room, but he's looking for Ellie. So I mean, well, first he escapes through the uh, duck, through the air duck, because that's what they always do on these old movies. And he's running around. He sees the control room. But he's trying to find Ellie. So now he's running around outside the building, and he's going into another part of the building. And then back in the warehouse now, um, he tries to use the phone, and he calls his ex-wife. To tell her to get rid of the mask and not put him on the kid. And she will not shut up. You can hear her talking over him on the phone. And she's being such a bitch. And she's not listening. And she hangs up on him. And he's like, ugh. So he picks up the phone to try to call again when people come in. And he like slides behind the boxes all slick again. Because he's like a ninja and they don't see him. Right. So then he leaves. And he finds Ellie tied up to the table. And he starts waking her up and untying her. And now they know where he is because they see him on the monitor. And now it's 8.06. Or 8.26, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's 8.26 now. <laughs> so their time is getting short. So Ellie and Daniel now are running through the warehouse because they're both free. And they sneak into the control room. And they're hiding next to a box of the tags. And he realizes it. They're little receiver tags. So he takes a bunch of them with him. He takes the box. And he tells her to wait there. And he goes over, and the controls for the commercial are right there. Mm-hmm. And I never realized, because I was like, oh, he automatically knows which is, which buttons to push 
to make the commercial come on. I didn't realize till I watched this with you, like my fifth time watching it, mm-hmm. when they were turning the move, when they were turning the commercial on for the, the family. family mm-hmm. He looked over and saw the buttons that the guy pushed, so that's how he knew how to do that. Beep, boop, so beep, that wasn't beep. yeah, that wasn't the flub that I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So he turns on the commercial onto all their monitors. And they're like, what's going on? And then he runs back up to the catwalk with the box of tags and dumps them down onto all the workers, which are all robots, apparently. Right. Because as soon as the tags hit the television signal, they start lightning everywhere. Just making it rain. Yeah. And, and thunder. Uh, and all the robots start falling over and the brown, the orange stuff's coming out of their mouths and they're freaking out. And then um, Cochran sees what's going on. The other stupid thing I thought is they didn't know how to automatically just shut the, the feet yeah. off. They're all like hitting their keyboards like, we can't stop it. So then they're up in the catwalk still and Cochran's standing there seeing everything happen. And they look. he looks up and sees them. And he does that slow clap. Congratulations, you know. Mm-hmm. But he knows it's too late to be stopped. Right. It's still going to happen because all the masks have already been sent out. And the commercial's still going to play, so he doesn't care. So then... A big energy circle engulfs all the computers. Foo, 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 foo. And then behind him, he's standing in front of the Stonehenge statue. A big old laser comes shooting out of the Stonehenge and hits him right in the head. And then they show this weird, cheap special effect thing of his face, smiling. Mm-hmm. And then he like disappears. And they're running out as like the whole factory is exploding behind him because of the big Stonehenge thing. I put Daniel and Ellie run, grab the car, and get the fuck out. <laughs> So then they're driving, and um, they hear the commercial again on the car radio. And he's like, we got to figure out what to do. We got to tell somebody. He's like, Ellie, Ellie, are you okay? And she's just like staring forward. And you figured this out right then. You're like, she's a robot. And I'm like, yep, good good call, good call. Good call. She's a replicant. Yeah, so then she reaches (laughs) over and tries starting to choke him. Like, oh, shit, she's a robot. So then you're like, what happened to the real Ellie? They probably just executed her, you know. My thought was, or she's still stuck in the factory. Who's my thought say? wasn't even that. You thought she was always a robot. Yep. I don't think she was, and I'll tell you why. All right. I'm taking my glasses. Take off. your glasses off for this. Um, she wasn't always a robot because the robots don't talk. The robots don't have any kind of. Remember, he hadn't really gotten that far in his robot design yet. Mm-hmm. She was who she said she was to begin with. It wasn't until she got to the factory that they switched it out. Gotcha. Because she wouldn't have been fucking and doing all that shit if she was a robot. Because she didn't have that programming. Like they, all the robots were just very stiff and doom, 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 doom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And really, Cochran had no reason to build a robot to bring the doctor there. He didn't really want him there. You gotcha. know what I mean? So yeah, that all happened at the factory, I think. But yeah, she was a robot. She tries to choke him, and the car starts flying all over the place, and it hits a tree. And then he gets out, and the car's hanging there off the, or the, her the arm. arms hanging off the door right inside the car. So then he goes to walk around, and, and the robot comes up and attacks him again. And um, she's trying to choke him still, but she's only got one arm. And luckily, the trunk popped open when they hit the tree, so he could reach in and grab the tire iron and hit her in the head with it. And she backs up. <laughs> And the little wire things hanging out of her arm, like with the le- where the other arm was supposed right, to be. Right, right. So he smacks her on the head a couple more times. Her head pops off, and it's laying on the ground. And he's gonna go get back and um, 
I don't know why he tried I to get back in the car. I don't what the know fuck why. was he doing? So my thought was even was with the car inoperable because in the car itself, why not hit the fucking brakes? Right. But no, you want to hit a tree. I understand. So he it, goes it back helps. around to the car and her one arm that was loose jumps up and tries to start choking him now. He's like, uh, and he's wrestling with this arm and he's like idle, idle hand. hands. Yeah. yeah. So he throws the arm, and he's like, Oh my god, and the head's laying there, he's like the eyes are still moving. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think I'm going to take the head with me for later. I'm just saying. <laughs> when I get out of this, I'm going to have some free time. Anyway. So then her headless body comes running up to him, trying to kill him. So then he finally ends up fighting that five, off. Five minutes later. Right. He ends up fighting that off, and he gets away, and he runs down the street, and he goes back to the gas station where Harry had been at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and he sees the same tow truck driver. He's like, I need to use a phone. It's life and death. He's like, hey, don't I know you? And he runs in, and he's trying to call the police station, or the police, the TV stations, and he's telling them to stop all the playing everything. Stop the commercial. People are going to die. And these kids show up in a car, and the tow truck driver's giving them candy, and they're, oh, they're laughing. <laughs> and he's like, no, you've got to take the commercial off. People are going to die. you got to believe me. So um, the kids turn the TV on. Mm-hmm. And the commercial starts, and they're trying to watch, and they got their masks on, and then all of a sudden, it go it starts dun 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 dun. It goes, we're experiencing technical difficulties. It's like, oh, thank God. So they turn the channel, and right. it's on another channel. Dun 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 dun. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Oh, thank God. They go to the third channel, and it keeps going. And he's like, the third channel's still up. You got to stop it. You got to stop it. So here's the end. The third commercial. It's still on. Please. Okay, I just want to point out, this is what all of us were thinking about this at this time, that every time we heard that, eh, 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 we were all in agreement right here. Please stop it, there's no more time. You've got to, please stop it, stop it now, turn it off, turn it off, stop it, 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 stop it. And that is the end of the movie. They roll credits after that. And I loved it because as soon as that happened, because I knew it was going to happen, as soon as they started rolling credits, I looked over you because I wanted to see the look on your face. And you had this look on your face like, what? Right. The fuck? Right. <laughs> and I was like, right? So, like, you never really know. Did he stop it? Did he not stop it? Did some kids die? Did they not die? Did he save them? Did he fail miserably? What was that? Mm-hmm. Shit just dropped, huh? Sue just... Oh, it's oh it, Harley Quinn right in front of you. Right there on the keyboard. Oh, okay. I'm like, something just crashed on my desk, and I have no idea what it was. I don't even know how she fell. Or, I don't know how she fell either. Oh, Stop it! Right. <laughs> we got some Halloween vibes happening here in the studio. Mm. 700 tapes. Anyway, so yeah. So it kind of leaves it hanging. Right. So you don't know. And that is Halloween 3, ladies and gentlemen. So, Roman, this being your first time seeing this movie, scale of 1 to 10, what do you give it? It's a 2. <laughs> okay. This, like, I thought please, Evil, I thought Evil Dead was bad. Yeah. Evil Dead was bad because of, you know, the, the lack of... Um, I'm just going to go with... Budget? Uh, yes. That's, that's why Evil Dead, you know, Evil Dead for me was... Eh. You know, but this movie is terrible. <laughs> like, 
this podcast was hard today. You know, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's usually real oh, easy, Jesus. easy breezy, and we have fun. Yeah. This was a snooze fucking fest. Like, wow. this movie sucked ass all the way around. Like, the plot is terrible. Right. It, it is the worst. He's fucking banging everybody. Oh, my God. Right. Like, this movie sucks. His wife, his ex-wife's a bitch for good reason. Right. You know, <laughs> you're a whoremongering doctor that right. doesn't that, see his kids. <laughs> that fucking little redheaded kid was horrible. Man, this is like, this this whole movie sucks. You really don't like any of the characters. No. There's not one character in this movie like, that you kind of like, I kind of like him. John Carpenter laid a fucking egg on this. and just so happened. Well, he didn't write it. He he just produced it. Yeah, he produced it. It was written and directed by the director, Tony, whatever, Rocky Horror. Yeah, this shit was (laughs) terrible. Like, the the worst. It's probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. And I'm I'm saying that because... You've seen some stinkers. Yes, I've seen some fucking stinkers. Oh, I meant to tell you, it's a different subject, totally. Mm -hmm. That movie I watched earlier, Dominique, Mm -hmm. when she makes her husband... She's making her husband think he's losing his mind. Mm-hmm. She keeps walking down this hallway, and he's shot at her and everything, and it's her ghost. Mm-hmm. He finally jumps out the window at the end and kills himself. Damn. Guess what happens? He jumps out the window. Mm-hmm. They got an atrium on the bottom, uh-huh. like a greenhouse. Damn right. Motherfucker falls through that. Through this is that. exactly what I was thinking when this happened. <laughs> he totally Tony Rocky horrored it. <laughs> Fell through the greenhouse dead. I was like, oh, I wish Roman was here right now. Damn. He would have a full appreciation. <laughs> Fell through that. <laughs> it didn't fuck up the way he talked, though. It just killed him. Damn. It's funny. Nah, but this movie sucked ass. Yeah, uh, it was not the best. Like, I, like, it's, it's, it is a, it is just a terrible movie i'm gonna give this movie a little better than you i'm gonna give it a four kind of figured it was gonna be a four it wasn't look it wasn't gonna be no five i knew that four certain i give this movie a four because it is entertaining because it's funny because it's fun to roast while you're watching it Mm -hmm. i was telling ro earlier while we were watching that um dominique movie Mm -hmm. that was one of those movies that, that i got on one of those dvds 15 horror movies horror pack like there's always a gem a couple of gems on there right one you've heard of some you haven't but um I my good friend John Paulin used to come over on Saturday mm. and we'd drink all day and watch one of these fifteen pack horn. We'd watch all the movies and just roast him. Damn. Roast all of them as we watched him. I mean, it was so much fun. And I was thinking about him this afternoon when I was watching that Dominique movie. I'm like, this would have been a perfect movie to roast. But it was funny. And it wasn't a bad movie. Gotcha. It was actually better than Halloween three, believe it or not. But um yeah, I give it a four. For basic it's so 80s. I have to love it just for that reason. Gotcha. It is so fucking 80s. And for no other reason, the way that Ellie's dressed is so 80s. I love Tom Atkins mm-hmm. and all his other films that he's been in. He's kind of a horror horror, horror, horror icon staple. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to love it for that. But as far as being Halloween, as part of the Halloween series, no. Like seriously, like uh, to be honest, this is this is this falls in line with. Um, I understand what he was trying to do with the whole different Halloween right. things because when I think of that, I automatically think of Trick or Treat. Yes, you know, like yes. how that how that movie is set up, you know, right. um, which I love. By I the love way, that movie too. You know, so that movie's dope. So I can I I understand the the ambitiousness of a different Halloween movie and blah right. blah blah. But yeah, you fucking sucked on that. In fact, uh, on Shutter or Amazon, I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. One of them, you know how they have the Yule log. Mm-hmm. 
They have a Sam Trick or Treat pumpkin. Nice. It's this uh, this pumpkin head right here. Mm-hmm. It's that pumpkin lit up that you can play, and it plays like wind and stuff playing behind it. I'm actually going to have that on while we're doing the nice. Halloween episode. I'll probably have it turned down so it's not distracting. Mm-hmm. But just for kind of the ambiance, mm-hmm. I'm going to have that playing while we do the Halloween episode. I'm so excited. I think I think my one of like the big glaring things for me with this movie is the again the whole plot was to fuck all, these, fuck all these kids up. Right. Okay. You know, whatever the case is. But the guy dies, you know, getting, he gets hit by the stone hedge or whatever, right. the, the beam. Yep. And all of this happens, right? It, it, it just was stupid. I just want to say, because I got to get this in, because mm-hmm. Deacon's not here. Mm-hmm. The plot of this movie Mm-hmm. Is like your mama's panties. Oh, full of holes. Ooh, <laughs> damn, burn. Oh, damn. No, that was a good one. Thank you. Like, 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 you. like, like you. you know. Damn, yeah. Bump, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. All right, all right. You know, fist bump that because man, shit. <laughs> like, that was fist bump worthy for so, sure. BBG meter. You see, you, you see, you know, you see a little boobage. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm, with the deuce on this one, too. Uh, I'm going to go with a one. Oh, look, that's even better. That wasn't, so, yeah, it's just. So. They, they teased you with it mm-hmm. twice mm-hmm. and didn't deliver either time. No, because we saw a little nip nip. No, you know? it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't enough? No. It wasn't enough? Gosh. Yeah. I, I, I'm i going to give it a one. <laughs> as far as, there was no really, no surprise. Oh, we got a little bit of blood when they yanked the bum's head off. Oh. We got some samurai type blood on that. That was kind of cool. So I give the blood. I give that a one and a half. Yeah. And then the guts. There wasn't really much there except was for the orange, orange shit, which doesn't really count, and the bugs and snakes, which really don't count. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a zero on zero. the guts. Zero. So that's probably the lowest BBG we've ever done. Yeah, because this movie sucked ass. Right. <laughs> like seriously, like. I could tell while we were watching ass. it that you totally were not invested in this movie. At all. <laughs> like, this movie sucked At ass, one point, ass. I think I looked over, I'm like, is he watching a different movie on his phone while he's watching this movie? <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. It was this funny. This movie sucked ass so much, I could definitely multitask right. in it. So, any of you, if this was your favorite Halloween movie, we apologize. We can only be honest. We can only be real. can only tell you what we think. This is our opinion. I don't look. I don't you apologize know. for shit, and this was shit. <laughs> Maybe Jasper, but... The good old legacy over here. Right. Tried Unapologetic. And true. Unapologetically, fuck this movie. <laughs> so what we want to do right now, that's Halloween 3. We're going to move on a little bit mm-hmm. and show you what we're doing next time. I, I explained it to you a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and listen to what we got. I'm sensing you're a bit of a bitch. 700 tapes. Double tap. <laughs> When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. (laughs) To shock women into uncontrolled hysteria 
upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about, the spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein. Don't touch that! See what I was talking about there? It was just the music. It's after. a little confusing on the Bride of Frankenstein because it just there's yeah there's there's not a whole lot of stuff going on talking wise. Right. But yeah, that second movie was Bride of Frankenstein. So we're gonna be doing Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein in our first ever 700 Tapes podcast. Double tap. I'm pretty excited about it. So join us next time. We hope you guys enjoyed this walk through Halloween 3. We're going to get out of here and carouse our way back into the outlands, into the darkness, into our holes and our safe places. I am Jasperino. Be sure to drop us a line, 700 tapes at gmail.com, or check us out on the interwebs. Uh, check us out on IG. Uh, check our profile page to see all the places where you can check us out. Check out our Etsy shop. Drop some money on some stickers and shit like that. The t-shirt is officially up now, so go buy one. Nice. Uh, on behalf of The Legacy, I'm Jasperino. This is the 700 Days Podcast, and we will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side.
Okay, king.